0: Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names and entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Hey guys, it's Keith. And this is Jesse. From New Player Has Joined. Guys, if you're familiar with Banter, uh, the comedy app that lets you in on conversations between hilarious comedians, the people who made Banter have now made the Banter Minute. If you're a true crime fan, go to banterminute.com slash true crime, and you'll get a one minute rundown of some cool and interesting true crime stuff every day. I mean, the East Side Strangler just got caught. You want to know that immediately. If you're a person who likes murder. I love murder. So guys, banterminute.com com/ slash true crime. Just go there, subscribe. You'll get a one-minute quick rundown that'll make your day a lot better. Check it out, guys. BanterMinute.com/slash true
1: crime. Feral Audio. Welcome everybody to New York City. Welcome to Skull Juice thank you for waiting we have an incredible show tonight everybody it's going to be something very very special very weird dino stamatopoulos andy dick i mean you see you've seen the program it's going to be pretty heavy this is brought to you by feral audio also sponsored by me undies the the lexus of underwear i don't know i'm I'm bad i'm bad at this um (laughs) Will you please welcome somebody that's a hero of everybody in the cast tonight, a musician from Chicago, Illinois, somebody who we all worship and adore. If you don't know him already, you're about to fall in love. Please welcome to the stage to hear some music by Robbie Falks.
2: Thank you, Jeff. That was really over the top. Thank you for coming out tonight. And uh, yeah, there's a country singer warming up for a uh, comedy show here, and that's a little bit odd, but uh, you know, Dino asked me to do this, and and I'm thrilled uh, to be able to do it. And uh, and I'm a big, uh, I'm kind of a comedy nerd, and I suspect a lot of you guys are too. And uh, uh, just one thing before I begin is uh, Gene Wilder was great. (laughs) in the wintertime flowers in the spring but texas in the summer is nigh on suffering i went up on jackson hill at a diner i sat down and i waved at every stranger just to move the air around it's a long ride for the little i gain Hey, when I left that Brooklyn girl, I never thought it through She had silk brocade in her bedroom and a job to pay for two I think I'll get down the old guitar and see what I may find Get a dollar off some lawyer on the number seven line It's a long ride for the little I like gain. Or treat you kind when your wallet's in your hand. But a six string on your shoulder could be the devil's brand. They'll put themselves above you, but for all their strut and brag, I'd trade every brick on Wall Street for one black mountain rag. It's a long to ride for the little I gain. <laughs> It run back to my childhood if I could only go There's a little girl that stole my heart and I think she'd like to know Yeah, but the road it goes but one way, and the only goal in sight is to make a bit more in the daytime than I drink down at night. It's a long ride for the little I gain. are fair and they all sing right on key. But I went down and I never found one sang as good as me. And they say that there's a wondrous land for any good man that dies. Well, if it's got drink and women well, then I'll be surprised. It's long to ride for the little I can. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah, I was thinking about what to do for you guys tonight. I was thinking long and hard in that star-studded dressing room down there, just strumming the guitar, and... I thought I might do this one. This is one that I sometimes play over the Second City. I live over in Chicago, and I've been there for about 34 uh, years now. And uh, they've got this... Well, you guys know the Second City. It's uh, It started there, and it's uh, it just makes Chicago uh, such a great place to be. You know, that alone, if nothing else were in Chicago. Actually, Chicago would be a much better town if there were nothing else but the <laughs> Second City there. But uh, anyway, I do this over there every now and again, and uh, I'll try it for you tonight. It's a tune from... Um, a record I made about 20 years ago that uh, uh, I I thought, you know, I thought uh, I'm a country singer which uh, and and culturally I don't quite fit in with a lot of the country singers, but one of the reasons is because I'm an atheist and uh, so I thought I'd write (laughs) I thought I'd write this uh, sort of gentle atheist uh, country song and and be one of a kind maybe, we'll see. With wonder a cold, fathomless sky, a man's life so meager, he can but wonder why he cries out to heaven, it's truth to reveal the answer, only silence. For God isn't real Go ask the starving millions Under Stalin's cruel reign Go ask the child with cancer Who eases her pain If that's how You feel But don't Speaks to him in symbols that few understand. For a life of devotion, the death deals. We owe him only hatred, but God is in. Go tell the executioner of the power he can't defy. Go tell his shackled victim of the mercy on high. Then go to your churches. Go. me. Thanks very much. So I kind of got involved with this uh, with this night mostly because uh, because uh, Dino and I are old friends. We've been friends for almost 20 years, and our friendship really hasn't benefited me in any way <laughs> until the night. And this is a great like this is a great payback. And now I can uh, now I can stop being friends with him finally. <laughs> he told me that uh, that I could. Uh, he wanted me to do something kind of pretty. I don't know if that last song is pretty exactly, but uh, I'll do you a song. I went, up, went to a high school reunion a few years ago, and I think it was my 30th, and, uh, and it was I would not recommend that anybody do that. It was not <laughs> pleasure, really. It was, uh, but uh, these people would come up to you and sort of talk to you, and, and, uh, and uh, you'd either, like two classes of people, you'd recognize them uh, at once, or you wouldn't recognize them at all, and you'd spend minutes trying to figure out who they were, you know. And it turns out that uh, I was observing that life sort of dumps burdens on people so inequitably that it actually distorts some people's features, so it turns them into like you know homunculi, kind of. And they would walk up to you and say, "Hi, remember me?" And I, I'd say, "Who the hell are you?" And then it would turn out, as we spoke, that they were people I hung out with every day, and that they were just so distorted by life's misfortunes that I didn't <laughs> recognize them and. Uh, And then this other guy walked up. His name was Theron, and uh, we were both very unpopular in high school, and uh, I recognized him right away. He looked exactly the same, and I was like, what are you doing Like since I saw you last 30 years ago? And he thought for a second. He's like, pretty much same thing. He goes, "Uh, nothing's changed for me. He goes, I'm living in my parents' house, and uh, smoking pot. I paint houses every once in a while, never got married. This is the happiest motherfucker on the planet. This is my guy. (laughs) Looked like 18 years old still, smiling ear to ear. Very happy fellow. And uh, so this is down around Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And I wrote this little, I guess I'll send this out to Dino since he wanted to hear something that wasn't, you know, all show busy and and maybe funny. Uh, But this is a tune a sort of a picture of life in North Carolina in the mid 70s. It's called Fair Thee Well Carolina Gals. those loose-limbed gals would swing their feet down the airport side of franklin street and i'd watch them in the not quite innocent way i'm looking at them this evening thinking about the plans i put on hold while the town got smaller and the days unrolled now there ain't but two stories told and this one's about leaving well i remember katie then rosalie i was pressing my luck when i tried for three some shrink from a shameful deed and me i do it gladly if i hand you a line girl you know it's true if i give you a couple and it's yours to choose one story from a total of two has got a good chance to end badly So fare thee well, Carolina gals, I'm going where you can't find me There'll be trouble in the days to come and a lot more fools behind me I was just a lad about gate tall sniffing that glue in the Northgate Mall Down where the and say you all And kindness is a show for strangers All them be schoolboys boys and old hippie men Sweatin' in the sun to no clear end I made a medium to poor boyfriend And a pretty good house painter So fare thee well, Carolina gals, I'm going where you can't find me There'll be trouble in the days to come, and a lot more fools behind me From his home, dad's heart couldn't be hewn Like a simple phrase in a well-made tune But stack a leaves will sound good on the moon You don't need a cane chair and a hound dog He'd sing the blues, I just smiled I was such a calm and settled child Thanking the Lord, never dreaming the while He was laying out my downfall So with my hair in my eyes and my chest outswelled, I stood on her porch and I buzzed the bell Peeking round the blind knowing full well That her folks was gone to Boston They mean quiet when they say lights out But that was love making and it made me shout Daddy would have come home fast no doubt If he knew what the weekend had cost him So fare thee well, Carolina gals, I'm going where you can't find me There'll be trouble in the days to come and a lot more fools behind me The cruel word escapes my mind, don't worry baby, it's just the wine. The second thought, it's not the wine, it's just me talking. We men pour out our problems like we think that they're unique. They cheer when a baby starts to speak, they ought to give him a prize for Stopping. Baby, don't you be too surprised if I cash in the farm after mama dies Get a Cadillac and just ride to the Pacific meets the bumper Stop looking at me like I've lost a screw Like things had to lead where they live to With the house half gone to kudzu, I'd be lucky to get a clunker but and in the upper south, by God, I gotta make my own way out I should have read the signs by now I should have heard the locusts buzzing Old Tommy Thompson's dead and gone And I've been feeling not so strong Chapel Hill hasn't done me wrong It was fine till it wasn't so fare thee well, Carolina gals, I'm going where you can't find me There'll be trouble in the days to come, and a lot more fools behind me Fare thee well, Carolina gals, I'm going where you can't find me There'll be trouble in the days to come, and a lot more fools behind me hmm. Thank you. All right, like I said, I've got, uh, I've got some ties to Second City. I'd like to bring an old friend from the Second City out right now to sing a tune with me. It's one we've sung a couple times maybe in the distant, distant past. And uh, would you welcome her down to the stage, Tina Fey, everybody.
3: Everyone's meal.
2: What's going on with you since you left uh, Chicago?
3: <laughs> Just aging naturally. <laughs> looking good, looking Thanks. good. Yeah.
2: So, we thought we'd do this tune by the great uh, somebody that I think is a hero to both of us, yes, Loretta Lynn. So. Yes,
3: we have now officially transitioned to the fuck around portion of the evening. <laughs>
2: Been waiting for this.
3: (laughs) We used to go out walking hand in hand. You told me all the big things you had planned. Wasn't Putting me in second place with you. You have no time to love
2: me anymore. Since fame and fortune knocked upon. She sings pretty good, right?
3: I really understand this song now. Now that I'm older, I really get this song.
2: Yeah, it's, it's ringing true, isn't it? <laughs> it's okay if people take pictures of you. I'm noticing pictures being taken. Yeah. Sure.
3: Make sure you get that wide cam.
2: Yeah, get that shit. <laughs> Tina! It's a lady key, isn't it? <laughs> Perhaps we'd find true happiness again. You never hold me like you used to do. It's funny what success has done to you. How
4: dare you. You
2: have no time. Success has made a failure of our i How about it, everybody? <laughs> Tina Fey, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thank you, Tina. And that's the last you will be seeing of her tonight. And... Uh, <laughs> She came here just to fucking do that. How about that? All right. All right, I'd like to introduce the stars of this show. They've got a podcast that uh, will knock you off your feet with its beautiful, rigid order. <laughs> its uh, ability to stay on focus. Its uh, cleanliness and appropriateness for the whole family. And uh, I love this podcast, and it's so exciting. I'll, uh, of course, let them tell you what's going on tonight if there's anybody that just kind of wandered in here not knowing what was about to go on with this uh, with this pilot script. But uh, as I said, one's an old friend and uh, one I just met at the hotel tonight checking in with a big armful of Starbucks coffee. But he seems like a very nice young man. Would you welcome Dino Stamatopoulos and Andy Dick. Andy! Robbie Falks, everyone.
5: Uh, Robbie's going to stay and be our Paul Schaefer for a while. Or maybe the whole time. Actually. Can we switch places? You want to switch places? I don't I just, He's you know. OCD, this motherfucker.
4: Whoops. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. It's I really,
5: really uh, amazing to be in a place where I'm almost the, I am the least famous person in the whole room. In this whole show. In this, I, you're more famous than me, sir. It's just crazy. Are you nervous, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> I am. That's I mean, why I
6: used to drink so much, you know. You, you guys yeah. probably
5: haven't heard our podcast. It's not that good. Robbie was very nice.
6: Uh, no, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but, uh, We've just you know, been... I, I saw whipped cream coming in. You know, whipped cream. You want you know, some what? whipped cream? Well, I want the whippets part
5: of it. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I normally, back in the day, I'd just... This to is... go! Andy's a little more famous than I am. No. For being a drunk. But I'm actually—I actually get am a drunk. used to
6: it. This is how it
5: is. He—he's yeah, the real drunk
6: now. Back yeah. in the day, we—I don't know if you know anything about Dino and I, but Dino and I were first comedy partners for each other. Like he dared me to go on stage, I dared him to go on. And on. Yeah, we
5: were comedy partners, but we were never on stage at the same yeah, time. We-
7: yeah, we were. Well, finally. What are you talking about?
5: Finally, but we did stand-up separately right. for a while. Yeah, yeah you would watch Quit me. yelling bummed. at me. On, these are strangers. <laughs> Listen, we got to be
6: <sighs> nice on this one because I know. there's real I know. people here. These are real people. They dressed up and shit. I know, I know. And so did uh. we. So did we. You look good. Uh. And, and we oh, had, yeah, I did. And I we forgot. And we yeah. so were people. So we're doing a reading tonight of a script that Dino wrote.
5: Well, I wrote with, with. Uh, Stephen Colbert and uh, Mike Steinoff and Scott Adson. And those people are really here. <laughs> March 28, 1998, it says it right here. And it is, it's called Sometimes Live, and we'll, we'll talk a, about how it all started for a little bit, uh, but it's, uh, it's a behind-the-scenes of SNL. Have you ever heard of a show like that? And
6: uh, Well, he's talking about... Um, Dirty Rock from the Sun.
5: (laughs) Anyhow. I'm a big fan. How
6: much did you drink tonight? I
5: didn't. Come on, I'm joking.
6: But how much did you drink tonight? I'm not joking. Like seven vodkas. (laughs) Okay, good. It's a good night. Okay, it's a good night. It's going to be fine.
5: Um, but we should we should get people... Do you want to get people out here? Because I feel like... No, no. We're the least the, famous people here. This is how the show is.
6: <laughs> if they're going to start listening... This is when we, we got them by the balls, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're just waiting for everybody else. But you're, you're with us right now. I, I feel like we should... Hi, it's us. Hi. Yeah. Um, but I feel like maybe we... Should we take her? No, no, we're good. Let's keep talking. We're good. All we right.
5: Just, okay, so uh, as I was... Uh, I read this for the first time... Uh, like Saturday?
6: I have not read it yet.
5: And I got to the end.
6: It's okay. I'm reading all the small, I got small, to the end and we built and
5: we got everyone arranged and everyone was going to come out and everyone's scheduled. And schedules. what he means
6: by everybody is uh, uh, Tina Fey and Steve Colbert just yeah. like he was saying. And, and Scott Adset, also from 30 Rock from the Sun. Mike Stoyanoff of TV's Blossom John Lith- fame. John Lithgow. Oh yeah, Mike Stoyanoff from TV's Blossom. Blossom. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: We were he all was the, He's the older brother in Blossom. Yeah. Anthony. He's great. And he, he was actually a, uh, he was in the, the first Spider-Man. He got killed in the first five minutes. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
6: And I did Cupcake Wars with Mayim Bialik. Oh. Who was Blossom. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't win, and she was very upset.
5: I like Mayim. Mayim was a nice person, and I think she, she wanted... Super nice. I think she wanted... She liked me.
6: She liked you? I think so. She thought you were Jewish. Nah, she that, probably just liked me. With
5: that... That schnoz of mine, oh, that right? Schnoz. Yeah. So,
6: this feels
5: uh, so anyway, good. so I read, I read it for the first time, and I got to the end, and I'm like, God damn it, we wrote Louis CK into this, and he, there's no way he's in Europe, and then he's like with his kids and shit like that, yeah. and we we can't. And do it was it. a
6: small part, anyways. He wouldn't do it. Yeah. So, but uh, but but I'm still trying to wrap my head. And as they are, hope maybe. Why and how did you write this? And how many years ago? Like well, I think 15, we're 20 years. Like, how oh, you talk, talk about,
5: about that when? Why don't wanna bring up?
6: him out yet? No, come on. I said, we still got them. How's everybody <laughs> doing? You guys doing good? Is everybody drinking guys, wine? Do guys,
5: wine? Do you guys like wine? us at all? Oh. Uh. All right, we don't have to bring them out at all. No. Uh, okay, we do have some bad
6: news. <laughs> what? None of them showed up.
5: No,
4: not, I'm, I'm not, not fucking Not enough.
5: even
6: Tina Fey? None of them.
4: <laughs>
6: you know, her book, by the way, I had She She signed it backstage. That book, she has, I don't... I get the concept. It's like, I think there's their big arms. There's a, a man's arms mm-hmm. in the, you know, through mm-hmm. the sleeves. You
5: know what I'm talking about? I don't read. Anyways. It, I have, the problem is I have floaters it, in my eyes and it's hard to look at a, at a book. So do I. You keep like reading the floaters. <laughs> like, wait, why what I just read over and over? My oh, floaters, black dots. Yeah, my floaters are just like, they've been there since I was seven. It's just Dr. Seuss words <laughs> floating around. Okay. Sorry. We <laughs> now we should bring out people. They hate us. Just because we bombed? No. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. bombed once. I want to bring out everyone. The president of the United States. <laughs> Dino
6: really um, got this whole thing together, and then there was a guy. Well, the reason yeah. it,
5: it, it came up is because Andy and I, on our first podcast, we kept uh, threatening to read a scene from it, and we never did. And then I get a text from Stephen Colbert saying, I had to listen to your whole fucking podcast, and you didn't even read anything from it. We and never said, got to it. We never got to it. And I said, well, why not... Come, let's all read it to Do a together. staged and reading. And that's why this
6: got together and it worked out perfectly. Of, once again, the thing that they all wrote... Now, how many years ago? That's what I was trying to get to the 1998. Bottom. So you wow. do the math. Okay. I'm I not good know. at math. 18,
5: 18 years ago. 18
6: years ago, they wrote this and then you were going to, to... It was supposed to be a TV pilot. You were going to do it. Yeah,
5: well, we, we were paid by some network. I can't remember. It, was, it had three letters. Well, probably... We'll probably get to that. Barry Levinson was producing huh. it, and Tom Fontana, and uh, so you we'll talk so all about good. that. Let's bring them out. right? Yeah, let's just bring them out. Fine. All right, first, uh, I don't know, no particular order. Um, let's just should they all come they out come at once? Out,
6: I'm out because just come on I out. I wasn't part of this. Mike off. I just feel honored that yeah. Here we go.
5: Of we TV's Blossom Fame, Mike's everyone. Mike
4: uh, no. uh no. I guess anyway.
5: Yeah, that's it. Let's go. No. Uh, Scott Adson. Robert Smigel. Yeah. Woo. Uh, Let it go. R- Robert, we get, we yeah. Uh, Stephen Colbert, everyone. You already met her, but you're gonna clap just as hard. Tina Fey. Yeah. Woo. And guess what? I lied. Louis is here. What?
8: what what no way
4: <laughs>
5: we haven't figured out the seating because oh, yeah, louie well, came well, last yeah. minute oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. louie can you sit in the back for a while because yeah, <laughs> he's not in it till the end
7: yeah. who sits here oh yeah uh not me can can you guys, me do you guys
5: yeah Can you move over one <laughs> Come on, Colt Bear. Like on. One fucking real network show, and the guy's an
4: asshole. <laughs> I-, I should sit I say that. Should... All right,
7: so
5: we, we have not mm, uh, rehearsed this at all. No, some of us haven't read it, Andy. <laughs> he's got. We gave him some parts too. He's like, "What am I gonna do? with This whole thing?"
4: I've I another- rehearsed it.
9: I rehearsed the whole thing.
5: <laughs> I rehearsed. he did we just used his old stand-up and put it in uh but uh so uh so it was uh it was scott and mike and Stephen and i who wrote this who were hired another writer writer? you were the head writer jennifer i was the head writer yeah and then
10: we were hired to write this pilot but also to play the writers in the show
5: I don't know if we were hired
0: that No, way. No, we were hired just to write it, and then about halfway through the process, Barry Levinson came into the office and said, and it was very seldom he came in. Right. But he would come in, and he had read a draft, and he said, You guys are funny. You should be the stars of this. Yeah, he was literally like, So yeah. is this our
11: cast?
5: Yeah, and, like, and we knew okay. at that second that this thing would never go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember that. Really, that's how it went? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I do remember that it was, You have well, to he to told Los us Angeles we were funny. to
4: write it.
10: Is it, you had to go to Los Angeles to write it, but don't move to Los Angeles because we're going to do it in New York.
5: Right, yeah. It was going to be an hour-long comedy shot in New York. An hour-long, and it really still is. We're going You guys are going to have to sit here through this whole fucking thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, but I got, I remember getting hired first and Morty from Letterman, uh, was one of the producers and he said to me, uh, Barry Levinson has this idea. He wants to do a variety show, uh, behind the scenes of a variety show, you know, like an Ed Sullivan show. And you know, this is 1998. And I said, well, I have no interest in that. I, I, I think it would be interesting to do, uh, I don't know, behind the scenes of an SNL show. It's a good idea, right?
3: Sure. One <laughs> <Well> for me.
5: <laughs> and, uh, and Morty said, great, you're hired. And, uh, and so then we all got together and started writing it, and Barry Levin said, said, where are the jugglers? Where's the monkey axe? <laughs> Well, oh, that's funny,
10: because when you called me yeah. in, because I got called in to, like, yeah. uh, meet with you and Morty, yeah. one of my pitches was that there had been a monkey act, and they had escaped into the steam tumble- tunnels <laughs> behind below the theater. <laughs> and that, as the season went on, the monkeys would jump out at times during the
5: show. Oh, and my God. One of my pitches to you. Oh, uh, that was, yeah, that was that's a good probably one. what got me the gig.
4: <laughs> <laughs> monkeys. <laughs> oh, dear.
5: We had worked together already on the Dana Carvey show, so... Uh, I didn't even bring you up. I think Morty brought you up as uh, to be a writer, and I said, "Sure, that's amazing." So we uh, and Dino and Dino
0: and I and Andy and Mike all went to college together. Right. Yes, we did.
6: <laughs> Scott. Yes. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> how have you been? <laughs> Could you guys see each other? Oh, don't say hi. <laughs> don't say hi. That was it. We we wrote our <laughs> first comedy scene together. You remember, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it started. Oh, don't say hi. Right. Okay. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
5: That's not ended. That was a whole, so, whole. thing. So anyway, so we so uh, so we started writing this, and you know, we had I had worked on Conan uh, with Robert Smigel as my head writer, and we wrote Robert in or a part.
4: I didn't expect that. And uh, hey.
5: and uh, so
6: and then this uh, is like a this is your life for Dino in a lot of ways, or it's some kind of weird, like, pre-intervention to make sure I don't start
5: drinking. <laughs> right? Uh, if you start drinking, I'm leaving. <laughs> but anyway, so... Uh, Friend. <laughs> so, uh, and we started writing it, and they started talking about... Uh, uh, Scott and, um, and Steven started talking about this woman who worked at Second City with them who is now on at SNL who I didn't know I didn't know you at the time I don't Always think be. and it was you yeah, yeah. and they I don't we got you know, to right you know, t- like
10: t- once or twice before because uh, you were in touring company yes sir and I was your director for like one week <laughs> but and they I were, remember I remember thinking I have nothing to teach this person <laughs> <laughs> they were in fucking love with you
5: and I'm like who is this yeah. cunt
3: Totally. <laughs> it turns out it was like, wow. it was like a little oh, like on, yeah. short fat with like a short hair with a perm.
5: Is that what you look like? Yeah. Really?
3: I'd <laughs> love
5: You really come a long way, baby. But, yeah. but Tina yeah. and I had worked in
0: Second City and we were friends and she had just started working on SNL and she was kind of the new kid. And so we thought we would tell the story of backstage at this show through yeah. her eyes. And in fact, when I, when I contacted her about doing this tonight, she had not read the script ever. And I said... Uh, so we are telling the story through your eyes. That's that's how we conceived the show. And then well, I read the script this morning.
5: <laughs> and it turns out uh, we abandoned that <laughs> that idea away.
4: It turns, you would turns want to watch that. I did that late. By the
5: way, we didn't abandon it. Barry Levinson made us abandon it. Yes. We wanted a story and he, he hates wanted more. Tina. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted more of a just a variety show, but like where, where it wasn't in front of people. It was all in the hallways and in the, it was just a really bad idea. Well, he uh, had had a show. Can I talk about this? I mean, he's way more famous than I am. Yes, please talk started. about whatever. We'll cut everything out. <laughs> so, so, uh,
0: Robert Morton, who is the producer under Barry, uh, who was there every day, uh, said, you know, Barry had a show back in 1980 that he produced a pilot, right. and it was a, a variety parizer. show that then would show the sketches on stage. It was like in an old vaudeville theater. And then you'd follow the characters backstage and then they'd do more sketches, but in their actor characters with each other. And it was the Muppet show is what it was. and Without colors, without colorful hair. Yeah. Yeah. And and it it was one of those things where Barry was not happy with it and he kind of buried it when no one ever saw it. He kind of like,
9: he he gathered. Name by name and and by
5: nature, Barry. Yeah.
9: Sorry. Paul, Paul Reiser, can, I, can I ask a question? Who? Oh, Louie, yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Louie, just yes. one question. Okay, okay God is it there, is damn it. Uh,
9: is this a benefit for a charity or right? anything? <laughs> 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 I don't know what the fuck, why are here?
5: <laughs> it's a why podcast. People doing here. It's a podcast. It's not a real show. I don't We're know. you are not raising they money for anything. <laughs> anything? No. Nope. Nope. Who's getting the money, the money, for, this? money
3: for ISIS? Is that- I think
5: the podcast network.
3: <laughs> it's for ISIS?
8: <laughs> That's fair.
9: <laughs> for ISIS. Nobody does a charity for ISIS. No. There should be <laughs> one, and this you know, should be bad. it. <laughs> That's a perfect reason to be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. It's a benefit for ISIS. <laughs> Somebody.
7: All right. Okay,
5: that's it, everyone. Thank you for coming. Keep Thank telling the so stories.
7: <laughs> Can I just say, Stephen has a binder. I know. Wait, what?
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, professional.
7: He's trying to win back the room.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
7: Stephen has an assistant.
5: Oh, nice.
4: <laughs>
10: Two assistants. Oh. Okay, network baby.
4: <laughs>
7: <laughs> I should have done this take on you. All right.
5: Uh, you know I, well, I remember I, 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 I remember who the extra chair was for, by the way. The what? Who? Jeff Davis. He's gonna read stage directions. <laughs> okay. He could stand over here. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, I should leave. No, I'll. No, no, no. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. be back there.
4: Yeah.
5: But yeah, or come, Louis could read. Stage.
3: We want to look at Louis. Oh, Louis.
5: Yeah. Just come back when you want to make fun of us some more. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's start reading this. And Jeff Jeff Davis, everyone.
7: Hey. Here he is.
1: You, yeah, let me hand you the
6: Or oh, there's another mic. Yeah, that mic. Here. There you yeah. go. Here's a
1: mic. I'll, I'll, let the famous people sit up front. I'll sit in back because I'm the voice of God doing the stage direction so that that will be fine. Perfect. Okay. They all saw right. me at the beginning when I said hello. Is it weird if I just loom back here like the, the specter of death? <laughs> Check one, two. One, two. I thought, well, yeah, I got to hold the script and everything. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. do. All right. You should have my stand. I'll be fine back here.
3: In the podcast, cool this will be cut out, but you get to live it.
11: <laughs> lucky, lucky audience.
3: These are moments you won't get back at the <laughs> end of your life. I'm fine back here like I am.
4: Yeah.
5: No, I'll But so now you. you don't have to hold the mic. That's true. (laughs)
7: But
9: it's for ISIS.
5: It's
7: for ISIS. It's for
5: ISIS. 90 cents of your dollar goes to ISIS tonight, everybody, so
9: (laughs) keep telling
7: yourself (laughs) it's for ISIS.
5: All right, uh, page one out of 57.
9: All (laughs) right. Oh, fuck me.
5: We'll jump jump ahead.
2: (laughs) We'll jump ahead, right? right? (laughs) (laughs) Cold
1: opening, we fade in. Interior control room, night. (laughs) It is live during the airing of the sketch show, Sometimes Live. The atmosphere is hectic but winding down. The director, Marsh, a soft, wimpy guy, calls the show.
5: And cue Nick.
1: On the monitor, we see Nicolas Cage on a hardware store set. He wears a wig with bald patches. There is a jar full of hair on the counter. A sign behind him reads, No
5: Hammers Hardware Store. The phone rings. I'm not going to do a Nicolas Cage imitation. Hello, No Hammers Hardware. Wait! We have hammers. It's just my name, Kevin. Kevin Nohammer.
1: He hangs up dejected, and pulls out some of his own hair and puts it in the jar.
5: Why, Lord, why? Why have you given me the surname Nohammer and a deep respect and love for hardware? (laughs) We see Robert, the disheveled,
1: shuffling head writer, shaking his head as he stands in the control room. He stands next to Norm, the
7: executive producer. Norm is Lauren Michaels. Jesus, it's one joke. (laughs) How could I have okayed it? Uh, relax. That's why I put it on last in the running order. Everyone's asleep. It's one in the morning. Robert can't take it anymore. and walks out of the control room.
1: Interior elevator banks. We see Gordo, the security guard, watching sometimes live on a little TV at the security desk. We see a little bit more of the no-hammer scene. On the monitor, Rich, the cocky cast member, plays a customer walking up to Nicholas holding a hammer. Hi,
11: I'll uh, take this hammer. We have hammers! I know. When I called, the person who
1: answered made it quite
11: clear you had hammers.
5: That was no person. That was me.
1: (laughs) Robert walks out of an elevator and exits past Gordo. This skit ain't going nowhere, Robert. (laughs) Robert ignores him and heads for the revolving doors exterior midtown manhattan office building night robert walks out of revolving doors an object falls from the heavens to his feet he picks it up it is a beta tape he reads the label sometimes live season three show 10 host christina applegate he looks upward we zoom into the ninth floor window we see a body looking downward interior writer's conference room night a large conference room dino stands by the window we see the no hammer sketch on a monitor in the corner mark who wrote the sketch is seated right in front of the monitor, trying hard to listen, but this is difficult because on the other side of the room, the rest of the writers are playing a very destructive game they call Archive Ball. Okay, Christina uh, Applegate is definitely out of here. All right, next bat up. Stephen turns to a stack of beta videotapes and picks the top one. Season six, show four, musical guest, Toto. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your host. Stephen looks around at the writers, all deep in anxious thoughts. Scott pops his head up, triumphant. F.
6: Murray Abraham. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Of course, of course Batter batter up Mark turns to the room Please, I'm trying to watch my scene Scene? You mean
1: you're a joke One joke's hardler I watched the scenes you guys wrote Scott picks up a broom handle and strides to the plate In this case, a computer keyboard on the floor He takes a few practice swipes Come on, F, show me what you got Mike, on second base, the mini fridge, calls Scott. Scott boy, Scotty, bring me home, come on Stephen cocks his arm back abraham best actor 1984 he hurls the tape towards <laughs> scotty who leans into a giant swing and cranks f murray abraham out of the park the writers go wild hooting and high-fiving as mike and scott round the bases mark is now covered with plastic shrapnel and videotape great it's over thanks
3: well i hope you enjoyed it because in six months it's gonna be a grounder to third
1: <laughs> steven picks up
10: another tape season eight show ten musical guest Dexy's Midnight
1: Runners (laughs) with your host anyone anyone Kathleen Turner (laughs) the monitor we can see Nicolas Cage surrounded by the cast speaking straight to camera during the traditional sometimes live curtain call
5: had a great time special thanks to Everclear (laughs) (laughs) next week musical guest is Cheryl Crow and your host is Gina Gershon Good night, everybody! <laughs>
1: we hear the sharp crack of wood against plastic, a roar of pleasure from the writers, and the shower of tape and cassette shards fall over the monitor. At this point, we smack cu- smash cut to opening titles.
5: Can we, can we have an opening
2: title theme, Robbie? Yeah, I wrote this one on the way over here today, so I <laughs> like it. A- it's Sometimes Live, America's favorite pilot, the show that didn't even last one episode. It's Sometimes Live, it's a comedy writer's backstage comedy, just like 30, I mean the Dick Van Dyke show. We rounded up the hottest talent that we were Table. Scott at Z because Kevin Dorf was unavailable. <laughs> Colbert before anyone knew he was funny, and Tina Fey before she was sitting on giant stacks of money. <laughs> Sometimes life. <laughs> It's funny, it's original, all rumors to the contrary are a crock. No, it's nothing like the 30 Rock.
7: Robbie Fultz, executive producer, Barry Levinson. I got a question. I have a
10: point of order. Yeah. Is that if there's a backstory to the scene that we've just heard, do we wait till the end or do we tell you now? There questions? are no rules. Okay. No, I just want to say no. quickly now that that game, which we called, what do we call Archive Ball? Archive Ball, yeah. Was based on a game that Paul DiNello and I used to play when we were writing Exit 57 at Comedy Central, and the archives we were using were politically incorrect. Ha <laughs> 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 and the rule was how much the tape scattered around the room based on how many base it determined how many bases you got okay. didn't
5: we have a game like that Louis like did we we had feeding
9: the fish right uh, yeah we used to throw uh, dollar bills out the window where's that <laughs> feed the, it the fish it would tumble, tumble At Conan, yeah. down to 6th uh, uh, Avenue and people would uh, yeah. it, it's exactly <laughs> like flaky fish food the, <laughs>
6: <laughs> we used to do that every day can I chime in? Can I? Yeah, it's your it's your podcast. Oh, <laughs> um, isn't Paul Daniello, he Was he he was on another show on did K- no. on which? Paul Daniello. Paul Daniello, yeah, he was on a, on a show, right? Stranger Things. Stranger Stranger Fifty Seven. Right? Kind of good looking guy, right? Yeah, A yeah. yeah, very good yeah. looking guy. Okay, you would do him. We'd relax. You wacked off to we him. Le- okay. <laughs> Are can you can asking if he's available, now? Andy? Can I, can I tell the story? Yes. No, this really happened. We were taking uh, classes, I think, at Columbia College, I think. I don't know if he's going to like this. Well, you know what? I should. Make. You know, I don't even want to tell it. <laughs> okay, I, I was taking Est at the time. That's not a drug. It was like, uh, you know. Self-help. self-help. thing, Est. And we were, uh, we had to write out things that we were working I'm, I'm making it a little weird right now, but that's okay. That's all right. That's what I bring to the table. I'm not in this at all. Yeah. <laughs> and he was in the class. And he, and he and the- we're never going to top. You're not the
5: part, part of, of this, and you're telling a story about someone who's not here.
11: He's, yeah. yes.
5: <laughs> you're He's bringing it to the table. <laughs> it's all right, Andy. We're never going to top the theme song anyway. That <laughs> was
7: great. That was great. I that was there. a great song. He's trying to bring the energy Christina. back to before the theme song. <laughs> 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 we're going to get there soon enough, I think.
6: <laughs> this is very personal to me.
5: Not to <laughs> Okay, let's hear it. It's his podcast.
6: Kids. The other guy, guys and girls from my class took my little journals where I was working shit out, real personal shit. And uh, then they, you know, long story short, they made, because I was one of the, <laughs> one of the things I was wor- working on was the fact that I was a bed wetter, like really like wet the bed every, ha ha. <laughs> It was like that. They, were, they just all just ganged up on me in, in this class. And, 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 I, and, I, and, and I had a crush on him. And I wrote about it. It was just the worst. Uh, poor Paul. <laughs> poor Paul. Right. Talking about wedding I can't and believe and Paul and had to listen be to your his story. And wanting to be with him.
9: Oh yeah, it was actually I know. It was... Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. Okay, the end of my. Thank you for bringing that to... to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I think I speak for all of us.
5: <laughs> no, that was a good story. That story and is brought way, to you by ISIS. Is to
9: finish that story,
5: <laughs> oh
10: yeah, is that uh, I'd write with you all day on this, and at night I'd go back to where I was staying in LA, and Paul and I were writing the pilot of Strangers with Candy at night, oh. working on this during the day. And if you told us that that show would go and this wouldn't, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would I said you were crazy.
4: <laughs>
6: yeah, thank God you're a workaholic. Did he tell you I was a bedwetter?
10: Yeah, he did.
7: <laughs> Act one, Is, are we fade in. Are we ready to go? Yeah, I huh? have a worse story than Andy's. If I may. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just at the Nicolas Cage scene? Was it what, what was the game with the sketch? Oh, no
3: hammers. Harper. No hammers.
7: And he, mm-hmm. I had written a sketch for a dress rehearsal at SNL when Nicolas Cage hosted. Oh, really? It was called My Three Granddads. Uh huh. Great. Based it was a on great my sketch. two dads. I remember yeah. it. And Nicolas Cage had a, the same. It was the same exact like. Nicolas Cage was like, "Why God? Why he would get his granddads confused? <laughs> why must I have born? Been born with?" I can't remember. <laughs> it's the same kind of clunky monologue, uh, and I'd say that's a worse story than Andy's nice. Thank you. That's why he's got the podcast. <laughs> I put No
5: Hammers Hardware in a show of mine that failed. <laughs> More <oral>. Laurel. <laughs> Other
2: than this
4: short
3: story, would, uh, he wouldn't have to name the store after himself.
2: Well,
9: <laughs> that's right.
3: See, oh, this is why you were a head
5: writer story. of a show.
9: It
10: was and his father's I... store Tina, oh, okay. and he was honoring his father. Yeah. Is that clear in the sketch? <laughs> you didn't see the whole sketch.
0: No, I, I guess not. It's
10: just a slice of life, Louie. His
0: father had died in a hammer accident.
4: <laughs>
7: so now we're giving backstories to the stories. <laughs> this is what I like. Act one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh
5: fuck
1: me.
7: Quick. Um, we, we have God. seventy
1: pages to go, yes, you guys. Yes, that was
5: seven a, pages. That was a a buckle, cold fucking opening. You've written more since
1: shit we started,
9: haven't you? It's going to get longer. All right,
1: All right. act one. We fade in. It's Monday, interior hallway, daytime. Stephen is walking down the hallway when he sees Ann Billings, the network sensor. A short, body but generous woman around the corner. He turns on a dime and walks in the other direction. She sees him. That's got to be a Colbert description, Jenna. Yeah, why is she
9: generous? Yeah.
3: Who did you have in mind, Stephen? Her? Who were you writing that for, Stephen?
9: Does that like ever a come up? Like a Jackie up?
3: Hoffman? Who was it?
9: <laughs> Hoffman would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Hoffman
10: would be get fantastic. Ready to, get ready
3: to be disappointed. Disappointed because I'm <laughs> <gonna eat> it.
1: <laughs> you're you're a
10: certainly not generous. There, a lot of similarities.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, Tina, keep the short body but generous. <laughs>
3: okay. Stephen, I want to see that commercial.
10: I don't think it's
1: ready yet.
3: What's that in your hand?
1: Let's go. Oh, sorry, that's your
3: line. <laughs> Let's go. You have a videotape. Let's go.
1: All right. Interior suburban kitchen day We zoom into a corner of the kitchen And we dissolve to animation Interior suburban kitchen day It is a miniature animated version Of the same kitchen A housewife roach Is stirring batter in a bowl Her suburban husband roach Sits at the kitchen table Smoking a pipe And reading the
5: paper Now, uh, can I interrupt? Please do (laughs) Uh, Since this is going so great (laughs) <laughs> uh, we actually have this on, do, can we play this on video, Jay? We actually made this for TV Funhouse. Maybe we don't even have to read it, right? Hey. Okay, oh,
10: that'd be
7: great. You. Yeah, they didn't yeah. come here to watch us. <laughs> <laughs> where, would it be projected where? Aren't there TVs out here? Hi, everybody, it's Dino.
5: Hey, if you want to enjoy what the audience is enjoying right now, hit the link on the description page of this episode labeled Cockroach Commercial.
11: Billy,
6: it's almost dinner time. Look!
0: None I of us are in this.
6: Well, let's take a ride out to the country and set the little guy free.
8: Not so fast. You're under attack. <laughs> Tired of unwanted pests? Then get the spray can that stops roaches dead.
0: I'm really gonna make something of my life. Not if
8: attack has anything to do with it. And attack doesn't stop there. Martha, my darling, after years of scrimping and saving, we can finally afford to retire. <laughs> Even infestations that have been plaguing your house for years don't stand a chance.
7: I will be at your side for all eternity. I know in my heart, hearts that this is true.
4: No
8: so attack with attack will you accept jesus christ as your personal
4: savior
1: <laughs> this product is not tested on animals
3: you know you should
5: you that was uh, that was for tv funhouse on uh, comedy central
3: you guys should re-release that and just put trump pence at the end <laughs> <laughs> Like okay, I like it.
1: Interior editing suite. Stephen is there with Ann, the censor, and Chuck, the roly-poly pear-shaped, bearded editor.
3: Okay, there. That that I knew there was something. Is that right?
1: Yes.
10: Yes.
3: You cannot make a roach a Catholic.
10: So you're afraid of offending roaches?
3: No, Catholics.
10: I'm a Catholic, and I'm not offended.
3: Well, I'm not, and I am.
1: (laughs) Stephen (laughs) looks at her in deep confusion as we cut to interior conference room. Jeannie, Mark, and Robert are in the conference room. Melissa, Norm's 19-year-old assistant, enters.
6: Are you Robert? Uh, huh? (laughs) Yeah, hi, I'm Norm's new assistant, Melissa. (laughs) Oh, hi. Hi, Uh, Norm wants to see you in his office after the production meeting.
7: Fantastic.
1: She walks out as Mike enters. Mike is obviously taken with her. Steven walks in seconds after. Ooh, uh, who was that?
3: The future Mrs. Stalked by You?
11: <laughs> I don't have to stalk. For long. Are you talking about the campfire girl that just walked out of here? All right, okay, okay. She's not that young.
10: She's 19.
11: Okay, so she's young. I'm young. No, you look young. Written a long time ago. He-
4: <laughs> <laughs>
11: Eisenhower jokes coming up. You <laughs> look <laughs> young. <are> you win. <laughs>
10: Uh, uh, he looks short. <laughs> it's madness. You're 56 years old. You guys
11: <laughs> you really have actually nothing. Actually, it's much more accurate age than the one I'm about to say. I, no, I am 30,
10: okay? You and, will have uh, nothing in common.
3: Maybe they're I... soulmates.
10: <laughs> more, more like,
6: more more like, like sorry, cellmates.
5: More like cellmates. Sorry. Oh, that's
6: me?
4: That's you. Oh. Get it? Because she's you.
1: underage. Hey, you know, that might
11: be funnier if you were getting me a Coke.
1: Mark goes to the little refrigerator, gets Mike a
11: Coke.
10: Trust me, check for generation gaps. Ask her about pop culture. Don't worry, I know how to talk to girls. Especially the little teeny tiny ones. Let me tell you the perfect pop culture generational barometer between you two. Ghostbusters.
3: Still topical. (laughs) Ghostbusters?
10: Ghostbusters? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to you and me, it was a comedy. It was a comedy. The big budget collaboration of four comedic geniuses.
7: Ernie Hudson's a
10: genius? (laughs) (laughs) To her, it was cool. It was action figures' lunchboxes. She dressed up like Slimer to go trick-or-treating. You are an idiot, okay? I bet our reaction to Ghostbusters was
1: exactly the same.
6: Melissa enters. We're starting the production meeting in here now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Prod's Mike, sits down next to Melissa. Hey, uh,
6: Melissa, you uh, you ever see Ghostbusters? Oh, my God. That was the scariest movie I've ever seen. (laughs) I had nightmares till I was eight.
5: <laughs> okay, let's stop Breaking now. Here, stop just right for a here. second. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> because that, that was a, true that's story. a real Mike
0: Stoynov story, story. With the girl Mike was dating while we were writing this.
5: She was, was eight. She was eight when she saw
11: Ghostbusters. <laughs> a baby. This was a long time ago, people. This was the 90s. It was a crazy decade. (laughs) She's 25 now.
10: (laughs) Every time she was around us, we would make pop culture references to see if she would get them. And one of them was Ghostbusters. And this is verbatim what
6: happened.
5: (laughs) Verbatim.
11: Verbatim. It is a scary film,
1: in her defense, if you're five. <laughs> her- Several people enter, cast members, production crew, etc. They sit around the huge table. Norm, the executive producer, starts talking.
7: All right, it looks as though everyone's here. Save our usual pack of stray writers. We
1: cut to exterior midtown Manhattan office building. Day, Dino walks toward the revolving doors to enter the building. Scott calls after him, getting out of a cab. Hey, wait up. Hi Scotty Scott goes directly to a
5: coffee stand Large coffee Oh hey I dreamed a sketch Another one? Mm-hmm. I woke up laughing Good put me in your dream And let's pitch it together <laughs> I, can't, I can't face walking in with no ideas again It's called, it's called uh, My Little Grand Brother
1: okay. <laughs> you, Your dream was titled? Yeah yeah it's a montage <laughs> Do we have this or am I reading the whole thing? We don't have it. Okay. <laughs> have it. Right. No one would ever do it in their right mind. All right, stick with me. This is a montage. We see a series of images of a 10-year-old boy, the kid, and a very old man, grandbrother, dressed in little boy clothes, engaged in sibling activities accompanied by happy music as played by Robbie Fox. One, first part of the montage, a kid and a grand- grandbrother on a seesaw. Kid stops the seesaw and won't let grandbrother down. Kid laughs as grandbrother starts to kick and cry. Number two, Kid and Grandbrother licking ice cream cones. Kid's ice cream falls off cone and mint lick. Grandbrother laughs at Kid. Kid smacks Grandbrother's elbow, sending Grandbrother's ice cream into his elderly face.
5: Elderly face.
1: Elderly face. (laughs) Number three, Kid lifting Grandbrother so he can get a drink from a water fountain. Number four, Kid giving Grandbrother a wedgie. Interior...
5: Never produced.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Interior elevator bank. Scott has just finished his description of my little grandbrother brother for Dino they
5: walk up to Gordo
1: the security guard
5: alright but what is a grandbrother exactly is it a weird mutation or what I don't know yeah but uh, IDs boys come on man we come through here every day
10: I saw the show Friday far as I know you boys got the pink slip <laughs> no one wants you there
1: <laughs> he's got a point yeah. they take
10: their IDs out interior conference by the
0: way let me break in and say grandbrother is also based on a personal story <laughs> I had a
7: bad idea that's it short personal story interior
1: conference room production meeting is still in progress four gaudily dressed overly excited Japanese daredevil artists the Tokyo Shock Boys back in
5: the 90s they were big here in New York I don't know if any of you remember the Tokyo Shock Shock Boys they would they had no talent whatsoever they were a bunch of guys from Japan and they would put scorpions in their mouth and scream in pain or d- d- you know like uh firecrackers down their pants and get burned uh and they just didn't care they they would be hurt asian jackass right right exactly yeah yeah that's all it was okay go
0: dino's a little jealous because he does the same thing still and i have to pay for
1: it <laughs> they get paid
5: yeah, okay, go on.
1: Okay. All right, there so the, the Tokyo Shock Boys are doing their acts for everyone. One of them puts a lit firecrackers down another one's diapers, they explode. The Shock Boy screams in pain, Linda, the variety booker, a Yardley Smith type, hits the button on a boombox and they start dancing.
5: Shock Boy. Uh, we are Tokyo Shock Boys, and we are very, very, very dangerous! Don't try this at home! They
1: run out. Linda's God. the only one That's who... That's exactly un- <laughs> how they sounded. <laughs> they did. <do. laughs> Linda's the only one who's been enjoying this. One of the shock boys gives her a kiss as he leaves. Linda is in hysterics. She turns oh off the music. Oh, my
7: God. Aren't they amazing? Everyone's <laughs>
1: dumbfounded. A few people are coughing from the smoke of the
7: firecrackers. So they'll be here on Thursday for camera blocking?
6: (laughs) Oh, yeah, they'll be here all week. They have nothing else to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Interior studio, morning. All around, workmen are using power tools and hammers, taking apart all the sets from last Friday's show. Scott and Dino sit on the baby room set. It is a brightly lit wallpapered room with a baby's bassinet and two chairs. Scott is absently rocking the bassinet as they talk. Shouldn't we get up to the production meeting?
5: No, come on, come on, come on, come on. We've got to think of something. We've got to think of something. <laughs>
1: yeah. God, I hate myself. Scott tries to cheer him up. He pulls the baby doll out of the bassinet, and he speaks in
5: a high-pitched voice. You didn't bring it? I'll go get it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'll go.
8: I'll
5: it. Uh, do we have any stories? <laughs> Andy? <laughs> <laughs> we worked in Century City
10: when we wrote this. And uh, before they got wise to what we were doing we would order lunch every day from Harry's Barn Grill oh, yeah. which was a really, really nice expensive. restaurant on the first floor of Century City and we would order multiple bottles of wine and like filet mignon and <laughs> lobsters. Oh, well, we thought we were gonna be stars. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until uh, Bob Morton came in and said, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> You're spending like $800 a day for four guys for lunch. <laughs> and we said, well, you said we could order what we wanted. <laughs> and there's nothing close because there's nothing around Century City. There's only Harry's Bar and Grill. And um, that stopped, but I do remember at the same time <laughs> That we had two different types of coffee we could get. We could go out, for, send somebody out for coffee. Did we have an assistant? I think so, no, but I and then there was what we called floor coffee, which was coffee that was available on our floor. And yeah. the last thing we wanted was floor coffee.
5: Right. <laughs> Doesn't sound good yeah. um, because it was. The,
10: <laughs> And our offices are right around the corner from Bob's offices, and he was Bob Morton, and the company was called Panamort, yeah. which we translated as well, <laughs> Universal, Universal Death. Death.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
1: story over
7: <laughs> Panamort. <laughs>
1: uh, okay. All right. All right. So uh, as, as we left off.
5: Uh, uh-huh. t- t- uh, so, God, I hate my life. There we are. Ah. Hola! Señor Peppino por qué le torte Hola ¿Para qué le torte le do? Oh, Portalu ¿Para qué le torte? ¿Para la torta
7: ¿Para qué le
5: torte? Okay, moving on
7: Okay
5: Worth the wait
1: Interior of the conference room Norm babbles on
7: uh, Robert, uh, Gina Gershon said she's fine With uh, making fun of showgirls and uh, Cheryl Crow is also open to doing a sketch.
1: We focus on Marsh. Marsh is looking at a, at all the little fluffies floating <laughs> off his very fluffy Angora sweater. Note, the fluffies are little light pieces of floating cottony fabric that appear to gravitate around Marsh. Presumably off of his sweater. They also represent the fluffy softness of his personality.
5: This is based on uh, a director from uh, Conan.
1: Yes. He holds out a finger to allow <laughs> one of funnier. the bigger ones to land on it. He smiles at it. Norm perceives Marsh's finger as an interjection.
5: Uh, yes, Marsh? Uh,
7: Not na- n- nada.
1: Wonderful. A single fluffy <laughs> floats past Norm's face as he resumes his speech.
7: Oh, Marsh, uh, the new opening titles, uh, they're not going to be ready till uh, show day. Uh-oh, 30 lashes with the wet noodle. We see George
1: Toombs, the creepy, clothy puppeteer. <laughs> Norm, sorry to interrupt, but the show has a new cast member. Everyone, meet a brand new clothy Zibbit. From under the table pops a green, species-vague, androgynous, <laughs> muppet-like puppet in a silver space suit.
7: Robert. Oh, oh oh God.
1: (laughs) George has a boombox and a pretty song with minor chords starts. He ducks down and lets Zibbit take over.
8: Why can't nice dreams be real?
5: (laughs) All the things that (laughs) congeal in my hard life. Instead of the straw. We pan around the
1: room to see the expressions of people in the meeting. All the writers have pained expressions. <laughs> Robert has his head in his hands.
5: I'd rather nice dreams be real <laughs> When I imagine clouds in the air
1: Animated clouds lower onto his head.
5: It's like the fluffy white pageant being held in my hair.
1: Trumpeters pop out of the clouds and blow a fanfare, then animation disappears with a poof.
5: Why can't happy thoughts arrive at my front door alive?
1: Genie curiously looks under the table. Genie's POV, the shot pans down to see... Ben Fig, another puppeteer, and George under the table, uncomfortably close to each other, working Zibbit. They are grimacing as they strain to manipulate the puppet. We see Ben's dark and creepy eyes, especially creepy as his contorted mouth emits the sweet voice of Zibbit.
7: I'd make a cakey
5: happy they'd make me. Why can't nice dreams...
1: As the stage direction says, a few polite people applaud.
7: (laughs) Will, what do you think? Norm reacts. Uh, uh, Guys, uh, what about my note to give a little edge to the puppets? Uh, They're pronounced clothies.
1: Ben and George pop up their heads Zibbit looks down at his handlers curiously Zibbit reacts all through the
7: following dialogue They look confused <laughs> They're too cute <laughs> It's not a kid's show The word congeal is in it That's, that's adult
3: It might work if Zibbit was singing that song While he was being castrated
6: <laughs> George and Ben are mortified Margaret the wardrobe lady leans over to George Comedy writers are not nice people
7: Uh, Robert, do you have the script for uh, independent film theater? Uh, Yeah, but I'm not sure about the White House thing.
1: Uh, Pass it around. Let's have a look. Melissa starts handing out a pile of scripts. (laughs) We zoom into one of the scripts. Interior, car, day, black and white footage, Brent, a young college man, DiCaprio, Damon, Hawk, (coughs) question marks.
7: (laughs) 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 We had
4: high (laughs) hopes, guys.
7: (laughs) ABC missed out.
1: (laughs) Uh, Drives along in his car, he rehearses nervously. Mom, Dad.
7: From Tripod
10: Pictures comes a very special film. I'm gay. Winner of Indie Fest 98's Golden Wreath of Independence.
4: Interior
1: home, Brent being welcomed, by, uh, welcomed home by his parents.
10: Brent Miller's bringing a friend home from college. A very special friend. Mom,
1: Dad, a this, full, oh, this is Tom. Sorry, a full-grown male turkey walks in the door. Brent puts his arm around him. Male turkey. A Male turkey. <laughs> A full-grown male turkey walks through the door. Interior home, a living room. An emotional Brent argues with his parents. Tom clucks around in the background.
10: Starring Casey Peter Corey. Winner of Indapalooza's Most Actor Award.
11: <laughs> I thought you'd be happy for me.
10: Brent,
6: honey, you're confused. Not
11: my boy! Not my boy! Would you have reacted this way? Would you have reacted this way if Tom were a female turkey? Tom has a penis, so what? That's it! You're out of the family!
1: I have no son except your brother. (laughs) We cut to a church, daytime. Brent is talking to a priest.
11: I'm sorry, but you said you would do a
10: gay wedding.
5: This is more than gay.
10: (laughs) (laughs) So they went to a place where they thought they'd be accepted.
1: Exterior street, San Francisco. Brent now sporting a bushy mustache, (laughs) leather vest and cap, and Tom on a leather leash and collar, standing on a very steep street. People try to ignore them as they pass by. Brent screams at them. What is wrong with you people? We are gay,
11: like you! Is there no place on God's green earth where our love can flourish? A A
7: man walks up to Brent and hands him a card. You're not alone. Come to this address. 7.30 tonight. <laughs> Bring your friend.
1: Off of Brent's hopeful face, we cut to interior door meeting room night. A door, a sign nearby reads, quote, bestiality support group tonight, 7.30. Oh, yeah. Then smaller, Scrabble Club 9. <laughs> we are the announcer as we push into the door.
10: Winner of the Tanzini Award <laughs> for marketability at the Las Vegas All-You-Can-Eat <laughs> Independent <laughs> Film Festival. <laughs>
11: People could just get to know us, you
10: know See
11: how we are together But no one was willing to give us a chance Until tonight Tom and I thank you Look at him My little man is so happy Little man? (laughs) Well, yeah Tom Tom and I are are gay
1: Oh God (laughs) All the the beasters look sick
7: I play all the beasts. <laughs> You've sent bestiality back 20 years.
4: Get out!
7: The beasts just comfort their animals.
1: Follow Brent and Tom's remarkable story. Interior party. Brent and Tom at a red, white, and blue podium at a victory party. All the way to the White House. Tripod Pictures proudly presents
10: Appreciating Tom. Coming this Thanksgiving to theaters everywhere.
1: Interior conference room back at the meeting. Norm nods in agreement.
7: You're right. Cut the White House bit. (laughs) Fade out. End of act one.
10: I only have one story to add to that. Okay. (laughs) And that is my favorite joke in the entire script is... Uh, winner of the most actor award.
7: <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> and okay, and a...
10: it was an accident because we originally we tried like most independent or most furious so we left it blank until we actually printed the script and the first time we read it down it just said most actor award. We forgot to put an adjective in and we went better than anything
9: we could write.
4: We <laughs> uh, you know, guys. I,
9: I think I no, <laughs> Dino, I think I came up with the White House thing. Did, Did you? I, yeah, that you? when we were at Dana Carvey's show. I think he's right. You guys pitched All oh, right, da- well that was Mike's sketch, right? That's right. Yeah. That was my yes, one contribution on all counts.
5: And we made fun of it.
9: Yeah, right. <laughs> That's
5: right. You know, Louie, you wear underwear every day. Right? What's that? <laughs> it's a commercial. <laughs> I'm
6: going to go to the bathroom. <laughs>
5: okay. <laughs> you wear underwear every day, right? Yes, every day. Oh. I mean, most people do. It's time to try something better. Okay. okay.
4: <laughs>
5: I mean, don't you agree? Uh, I don't I, me undies, have you heard of those? I've never... They've created the world's most comfortable underwear with a blend of, of fabric that is three, t- three times softer than cotton. <laughs> like It's like made of cappuccino foam or something. <laughs> I mean, what's softer than cotton? Yeah, Stephen, was. My question is very simple.
10: This actually cost enough money that you have to sponsor it?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting... We're, we're staying at the standard. It's for ISIS. <laughs> St- Steven, at what price comfort? How much is your comfort worth
5: you? <laughs> you know, I, I only packed well, I actually didn't pack underwear when I came here.
9: I've got like. I have, a actually,
5: look, 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 about, I have a story about, about th-
9: underwear and you. What? Uh-oh. Uh oh. This is the only story I have to contribute. I started writing for Conan um, the summer before the show went on the air. I was one of the last people hired, I think. Right? Marsh was after me. I don't remember. I was one of the last people hired. <laughs> yes, he hired me. This fella saved my life because I was failing.
4: Hey, comedian. What are you gonna do?
9: I was starving. I had no income. And he hired me. And then my office mate was Dino, and he was immediately my favorite person. And I loved him so much. I was so, uh, uh, just, I just, I loved being with him, to the point that we went out to dinner one night, and he said to me, are you sexually attracted to me? <laughs> <laughs> I was starting to make him uncomfortable, because I just thought he was so funny, and I being around him. But anyway, one day I was home, <laughs> And uh, I woke up in the morning. I had slept for some reason and only... I always wear, like, underwear and, like, a T-shirt, but I was wearing, for some reason, only underwear in bed, and I was feeling kind of sick, and I'm laying in bed about ready to go to work, and I uh, tried to fart, and I just filled my underwear (laughs) with poop. So that anyway. That's the story. So, no, no. no, no that's wait, so like, so wait, I could no, 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 actually story. top that story. No, wait, it's, it's not, not signed the signed story, it's not, there's more. So then I called... So then Dino called me at that moment and said, are you coming in? And I said, yeah, yeah, but I'm just laying here in bed and I just shit my underwear and I'm in bed, and I have kind of a nightmare to deal with before I get there. I said to my trusted office mate, <laughs> So then I dealt with it. I don't want to go into the details, but I dealt with it. I pulled myself together and I went to work. And immediately, the first person that came up to me was Ellie, the, the, the writer's, right, writer's assistant. assistant. She said, I heard you shit your pants in your bed." <laughs> and then I, and somebody else came to me, hey, you shit in your underwear in your bed. And I think even Conan <laughs> oh, yeah. said, hey, hey, Louie. Hey, the underwear you sh- shitter. <laughs> you shit right in your underwear. And then Dino comes around the corner and he goes, you wanted me to tell everybody, right?
4: <laughs>
3: so go to meundies.com slash skulljuice for 20% off. This is a sidebar, only men shit themselves.
4: <laughs> right.
3: Never shit ourselves. Never. Never? Except, like, maybe while giving birth. Is that I think- true?
9: Definitely. But women never, don't fart has been debunked like and this is the next one because no, we you don't fart
3: like <laughs> women
9: shit their pants.
3: But there, I think there's some structural difference. Like we don't ever like fart and accidentally shit our pants. Because you, oh, you don't
9: because you don't go
10: for it. <laughs> women pee <laughs> You don't. You're afraid to we roll we those swing ducks. for the we swing for the fences the fence, every time. Right. <laughs> Boom! This is the one. That's right. We go to the edge. Yeah. Well, I we go right to the edge. I have a story about shitting my pants. See, <laughs> hey, I don't. And it's associated I with don't. this show.
3: I do, but it was during-
10: because this show was produced by Brillstein Gray, right? And I'm going to go meet with the people at Brillstein Gray about doing this show, about being a writer on this show, and I'm in Los Angeles. And I'm uh, and I'm on my, no, 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 what, what the fuck was that? No. On the Dana Carvey show. Oh, Dana Kirby. Carvey show. yeah I'm on my way to go meet for the Dana Carvey show, which Lou is the head writer for, and I'm on my way to the meeting of, of Brillstein Grey, and I do the same thing. I try to do a little sneak peek. <laughs> I'm literally about to pull up to Brillstein Grey and I shit my pants. And did you meet with, did you meet them with in your pants? I did not. Pants? I was half an hour early, so I drove to my brother's house in LA and I crawled through his doggy door into the laundry room. You
7: crawled through the doggy door? I, I crawled
10: through the doggy door with, with, a, load, with a, load a load in my a pants. With a load in your pants. And I washed my pants out in the sink. Yeah. And then I did a quick load, quick load, like oh one of those 18-minute rinses, and then washed my pants and went to the interview with wet pants on. Got the but gig, perfectly clean.
9: Got the gig. That's how a man the, does it. The
3: takeaway.
9: That's how that's how a man does it. <laughs> and thereby was a career born.
3: The, no, I think that's the, right. the, the takeaway from this is women are great at farting. They are they amazing like farters. Really in They're
7: accurate, of our accurate, f- and yeah. and also I just nobody is happier right now than Al Roker. Uh, <laughs> To be off the hook.
4: Shit. This is, this okay, is like a for, a, sure. for a limited time, MeUndies
7: full-berry. is
5: offering you twenty percent <laughs> off your first order at, at MeUndies.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, slash skull juice. They
1: say if you don't like them, you, you get to keep them. No questions asked.
5: For free. Yeah,
1: <laughs> No questions? <laughs> Two Not questions. Make question. sure you go
5: to meundies.com slash skull juice. You get 20% off your first time. Not to
3: be confused with meundies.org. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> right, no,
5: know
9: what in there. I don't know and,
3: what that would be. And, and, enter the non-profit.
1: code <laughs> Stephen's Brothers doggy door and you get 50% oh. off. That
5: might be the best MeUndies commercial ever. Oh my God! All right, should we take it? They to act got two? their money's worth. Are
1: you guys ready for Act Two of this show? Let's go. Don't get mad. There's an Act Three too. Oh, fuck. Spoilers. Act Two. We fade in. Interior. Cheryl Crow's kitchen. Tuesday. Cheryl is on the phone.
3: Hi. This is Cheryl Crow for Lionel Royer. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, okay. Can
2: I tell him who's calling?
3: Cheryl Crow. <laughs> I'm calling about rehearsal times. Hello? Can I talk to Leonard? Speaking. Oh. Is that someone else who answered? I don't
10: know. This isn't my phone.
1: (laughs) Cut to uh, Leonard's office. Uh, Leonard sits alone in his empty office on the phone. From here, we cut back and forth between the two locations. Leonard? This is me. Do you need him?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I thought that was him.
1: Hold on. I'll get him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Leonard, panicky about having dug himself in so deep, takes the phone away from his ear, stares at it a second then pantomime walks it across the air to his other hand he stomps his feet to imitate walking, he puts the phone to his other ear Hi,
10: Cheryl?
3: I'm confused
10: I'm sorry, what's happening?
3: <laughs> Is this Leonard? Yep I need to know my rehearsal time
1: I'll ask you. hold on Leonard immediately puts her on hold Muzak
5: <laughs> All I want to do is have some fun
1: <laughs> Cut to interior conference room. <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl rolls her eyes. Yeah, uh, Cheryl rolls Ooh. her eyes with the music
7: before we
4: continue,
1: uh, Conference room daytime the cool. writers Mike Scott still holding the baby doll Stephen Jeannie Dino holding guitar and Mark sit around the conference table as Robert holds a pen to a pad of paper
7: Okay, what else?
11: Uh, I have one ready Self-possessed house. Uh, so far me likey? Oh, okay, all right. Uh, So it's like a movie trailer. Terror has returned to 340 Sycamore Street. Not Sycamore. Just, let, let me just finish. Make it Blackburn Avenue. It doesn't matter. Blackburn. Fine, Blackburn, fine. The terror has returned to Blackburn Avenue.
10: Blackburn is misleading.
11: How do you, you don't even know where this is going.
10: Oak Street, the rhythm is better.
0: That is better. Blackburn is better. Rhythm's is not
10: a factor. Rhythm is a factor. Rhythm really, really matters. Rhythm doesn't matter if the funny isn't better. The funny can't be better if the rhythm doesn't matter. Fine. Nice.
7: Good. Go.
10: <laughs>
11: Terror has returned to three. Woo!
3: Yeah, Jeannie, 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 Jeannie had no lines in that run.
11: <laughs> Terror has returned to a shitting her 40. pants. Oak. Street. Oak? Shut up. The self-possessed house. Go on. Well, it's like it's like an Amityville house, but like it's really selfish. Oh. Oh. Well, it's like, you know, like, get out and pick up my
7: dry cleaning while, while you're out there. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, 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 no. no. Uh, does this porch make me look fat?
11: <laughs> oh. That's self involved house. Yeah, but 30 seconds ago, you likey.
7: Yeah, but that's when I thought it was self possessed house. Well, okay, what is that? I don't know, but I like it more than what you just said. <laughs> Everybody laughs. <laughs> oh my, you're
10: an <laughs> idiot. I got one. Not everyone.
7: Wait, so, <laughs> so I'm
10: done. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a police interrogation room. It's called Good Cop, Good Cop.
1: Interior interrogation room. No. In all pitch sessions, the imagined scenes are fully realized, and the writers may drop out of character to talk about the scene, but stay in the imagined location. A homicide-type interrogation room, Robert sits in the hot seat. Scott, as a cop, talks to him. In the background, we see Stephen as another cop pacing and muttering to himself.
0: Look, I help you, you help me. I'm not sure how
1: long I can control my partner. I don't squeal. Stephen can't contain himself anymore. He charges at Robert. All right. That's it! He grabs Robert by the shoulders. He starts massaging him. Oh, yeah, you like that? This is definitely where you hold all your tensions, you son
7: of a bitch! (laughs) Robert drops out of character. Uh, and you'd have to... But you'd have to say good cop, good cop for anyone to get it. It's too much explaining. It's too sweaty. I gotta go pee. How about repossessed house? Anything (laughs) else? Anything Uh. else? Please?
3: Uh...
1: Interior of baby's room. A mother is showing off her baby to okay. someone. The baby's.
3: How about this? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Baby doll. Yeah. Go ahead.
5: <laughs> oh, ba- sorry. Uh, is your baby's smile an unsightly gummy mess?
1: A baby. A baby with a ridiculous set of adult dentures. The child turns to the camera and smiles. The center tooth sparkles brightly with accompanying ting sound. Then get new Teeter's baby dentures. Back to the conference room. The baby is hanging from Jeannie's breast.:
3: Not recommended for breastfeeding.
7: <laughs> um, can, we, uh, can we get a baby to actually wear dentures?:
3: Babies can be made to do anything. <laughs> uh,
7: yeah, um, that would be, that would be great if we could get a baby to bite an apple.:
3: I'll call casting.:
7: She picks up the phone.
5: Make sure it's a ball, baby. Stephen
7: comes back in the room. All right, it always happens. I always get my
10: best ideas at the urinal.
1: (laughs) Robert looks just, makes a distasteful face. Interior doctor's office. Stephen, as doctor, speaks to Mark, who sits on the examination table. Mark has a prosthetic arm.
10: Mr. Smigel, the biopsy came back and it's not good news. I'm afraid you have prosthetic cancer.
7: (laughs) I'm not Mark. My Mark? Yeah. Uh, What can we do?
10: Well, we'll have to remove the fake arm before the cancer metastasizes and spreads to that table you're sitting on.
1: Is it that bad?
10: If we don't act soon, we could lose the whole room.
1: (laughs) Back to the conference room. Robert is smiling. Write it up, write it up. Interior, doctor's office. Mark tries to high-five Stephen. My, oh, All right, we got one. Stephen throws two e- <laughs> two x-rays of heads onto a light board. He points to one x-ray.
10: Okay, this is an x-ray of my head. Clearly, you can see the idea. He points to the other x-ray. Here's your head. Not much going on up there.
5: <laughs> let's, Robert, try, Robert. let's try coming up
7: with something for this week's guest. Back okay. to the conference room.
5: Okay, here's something topical. What the? You? Topical? <laughs> uh, you know, I've been listening to Howard Stern. Okay, so... <laughs> What if Gina Gershon, is that how you pronounce her name?
4: Gershon? Yeah. Gershon?
5: Gershon. Yeah. Plays
4: the Gelshon. president.
5: And pre- plays the president of the United States, and I'm the intern.
1: Interior Oval Office, a very sparsely dressed Oval Office set. Gina Gershon looks very presidential, dressed in a blue suit.
5: Gina- I want you
10: to understand that while we were writing this,
5: <laughs> we the, thought we the might The Monica better.
10: Lewinsky scandal broke. In the oh. middle of us doing this. Yeah. Because I was working for The Daily Show also at the time, and they sent me over to Beverly Hills High to interview kids right. who gone to school with her. Yeah, yeah. Keep
1: going. Wow. I felt dirty.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gina Gershon looking very presidential, dressed in a blue suit. Dino in a Lewinsky beret picks up a pile of papers off her desk. Take those to the Pentagon for me, would you?
5: Yes, ma'am. Gina starts to kiss him. I think this is improper
6: I don't think
1: so she kisses him again and now he responds with vigor
7: we cut to the conference room then what uh I don't know usually at that point I'm finished you know you're not in the cast right wouldn't get to kiss oh hey oh oh interior Oval Office we see a
1: motorcycle game kidnap Gershon as she kisses Dino they take her off Dino looks disappointed what if a gang of crazed motorcycle crack addicts kidnap President Gershon? Exterior, beautiful forest clearing. The gang brings her to a brass bed in the middle of a forest. Scott enters and shoos them away like birds. And then I come to the rescue. Scott lays down on a brass bed and starts making out with Gina. Dino, still in the Lewinsky beret, wanders into the forest disoriented.
7: Cut to the conference room. Scott is glassy-eyed and swaying. <laughs>
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, Scott
7: is glassy-eyed and swaying. Uh, as excited as I'm sure Gina Gershon would be to play that. But
1: hey, hey, and then, and then, exterior, beautiful forest clearing. Gina is on the bed making out with Melissa. Stephen, Scott, Mike, Dino, Mark, and Jeannie are sitting in leather in, in, in leather wing chairs, enjoying the view like the imperial connoisseurs they are. Jeannie yawns. We cut to the conference room.
10: Uh, you guys, Gina Gershon's out. Uh, scheduling conflicts. Uh, John Goodman's probably moving up to this week. <laughs>
1: We see the writers each fantasize a kiss with John Goodman and their prior Gina Gershon pitch situations. They all have a sick look.
5: Yeah, uh, oh, hey, is Cheryl Cheryl Crow still in?
1: Leonard gets a look of fear. Interior is Cheryl's kitchen. Cheryl's still on hold. Muzak. Uh, <laughs> I
3: don't really know this song, Robbie. How does this song go?
5: It goes. Uh, Sweet, uh, Sweet uh, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> Jane. Like, I'm just so young. Sweet <laughs> Jane. Doesn't matter. Oh, uh,
3: Hello?
1: The music cuts out quick with, with a click.
3: Hi. Hi.
1: I'm fine. How are you?
3: <laughs> fine. You caught me singing.
1: No,
7: no, I didn't. You sound great. <laughs> Cheryl looks confused as we fade out. Fade Dino. back in. Sorry, Dino. Yeah. Who, who the fuck is Leonard? I don't understand. It just <laughs> says Leonard in the script. He's, He's one of the, the producer. producer. Yeah. He's a producer. It's He's got ads part in 30 Rock.
3: Okay. Okay. (laughs) he's Shoemaker. I had
1: no idea. Actually, I'm sitting behind her. Tina just shit herself while she did that little dance.
3: (laughs) I didn't. I farted.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me on these people. (laughs) All right, we fade back in. Interior elevator banks uh, Wednesday. Mike is trying to get to the elevators past Gordo sorry need an id you see me every day at this point melissa steps out of an elevator mike is instantly self-conscious people get fired every day hi she starts to walk around the corner mike ignores gordo and follows her
10: be the easiest thing to walk in here with a glock under your coat start popping people save one round for yourself of course you cowards always do (laughs) have a nice day
11: yeah 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 hey hey you're going my way uh, where are you going? Nutrition
6: Center, Norm's shampoo. Hey, me too. Bee pollen. I, uh, I try to keep fit.
10: Interior Nutrition Store. So By the way, this is based on the fact that when we were doing the Danny Garvey show, Mike would disappear in the middle of the day to work out. There's a great may story. May not be he true. would go out to his so own I would, yeah. believe
9: it's not. Because true. he was working out. Well, he had made an Robert, arrangement before. Yes, Robert told him that if he worked on the show, he could always work out when he wanted to. That's what he was told. I think at, that's, so what, Robert, that's what Mike remembers. At one point, so, Robert so, did so say to
11: me, "I'm so glad your muscles are flourishing." The show
9: is dying. Yeah,
11: and it brought it
9: home. But well, one day we were in the middle of writing. It was like some. It was some awful thing we had. It was. It was the uh, Kato Kalen fucking thing. Ugh. I mean, so anyway no. No, it, was, no. it, was, it was a scene oh, was Mike
5: and I wrote together But it was Mike's idea it was, That's There right. was, Donnie was a, the Prince Charles bit
9: It was That's his sketch I have no memory of that And it was time to rewrite right. it And he showed up in my office with a gym bag He said I'm going to go work out And said, he said, said to,
7: Dino could
5: cover it
9: yeah. We have to rewrite your sketch And, and he threw his <laughs> bag down And he said you have no right
7: To make me feel bad for taking care of myself
9: <laughs> I mean this is America I said, Mike, you can do whatever you want. I'm just telling you that you're fucking up your job.
4: <laughs>
7: <laughs> you're a grown and man. Go. Maybe, that's how I maybe got the if show we were all in better episodes, shape, the show was, might have done better. It might have. Been. <laughs> you know, I think that's The rest what of took us are pretty down. flabby. That's true. I don't know. Anyway, we're, we're all really very young even. then. Is
11: it is it too late to say I'm sorry? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That's fine. I'll even, I'll do that rewrite right now if you want.
4: Not right now.
11: <laughs> tomorrow, after the gym. Uh.
4: <laughs>
1: Interior, nutrition store. Several banners hang that read, you will gain weight. Corey, a salesman, approaches Mike and Melissa. Hi, I'm Corey. You folks looking to gain a little weight?
11: No, no, sir. Just looking uh, for some bee pollen. Actually.
1: Sometimes live?
11: Yep, I'm a writer.
12: (laughs) Quality show. Well, we do have over 100 products that assist in the bulking process. Use them and you (laughs) will gain weight.
9: Yeah, Are you uh-huh. in a van by the river, by chance? <laughs> Very
10: well. So here's the deal: is that this script comes from when I was a guest writer on SNL a year before, and God bless him, Farley was still with us. Yes. And Chris and I started Second City the it. same day, and I wrote this script for Chris. Right. And a year later, Chris wasn't with us, but I said, "There's a great script that exists out there. Let's put it in the show." So there it is. Yeah. So that's Fine. why. Sorry, I this is his voice. <laughs> Woo! Quality
12: show, we have over a hundred products that assist in the bulking process.
1: Use them, you will gain weight.
11: Uh, thanks, but I really just need some bee pollen.
1: Bee pollen, huh? He points at Mike's crotch, <laughs> clicking finger pistol, uh-oh. suggesting impotence. What? Uh oh. What? No, 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 uh oh. No, no nah,
11: no, no, uh-uh. uh I uh. Just, I just need the bee pollen, really, honestly.
1: M- Melissa wanders off. What do you weigh now? 145, 150?
12: Yeah, about that. Uh, You could be 210, 215
1: by Christmas, my friend. I
11: I have absolutely
1: zero interest. (laughs) Hold that thought, B Pollen got another customer. Corey walks to a woman who's looking at a display.
3: Is this the vitamin section? I wish. This
12: section targets the super bulking of your body with high-potency amino acids.
1: Corey grabs a blue drum of bulk powder.
12: Take these and you will gain weight. But
3: I just just want some multivitamins for my kids.
12: One shake packs 15,000 calories.
3: Does it have vitamins?
1: Come on, 15,000 cal, I gotta think so. (laughs) Corey sees Mike in the background watching him and making a few notes. Just a sec. Got to take care of honeycomb over here. <laughs> Back to the conference room. Tight shot on guitar strings. We zoom out to reveal Dino strumming and speaking boisterously in Spanish gibberish. He is standing next to a dirty cardboard puppet stage. In gibberish, he welcomes us to the show. Here, Andy, you switch places with me for this.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey,
5: everybody. It's Dino again. And this is a very visual bit that Scott said and I are doing. Um... Where we're just speaking Spanish gibberish, and I guess I'm the host of uh, some kind of weird children's show, and I'm talking to this baby, which is just a cheap baby doll that you would buy at Toys R Us or something, and, and Scott is working it. He's hiding behind the podium and, and speaking in a high-pitched Spanish gibberish, as you'll hear. And we do bits like he'll uh, he'll get mad at me and humiliate me, and I'll just you know I'll, I'll look humiliated and depressed um, because a little baby's yelling at me. Uh, we do this one thing where it's based on the "I ate the sandbox" bit. Uh, I won the two. I won the sandbox, I to the sandbox, I threw the sandbox all the way up to I ate the sandbox, you know, the kids do. Remember that bit? Only we do it in Spanish, which obviously doesn't really work. <clears throat> and I don't think anyone ever gets. And then we do another thing where uh, Scott's <laughs> the baby sings this little beautiful song. About I don't know what While I play guitar And then at one point I, I do a horrible guitar solo And the baby turns his head But the way that he turns his head Is Scott reaches up From behind the podium Grabs the baby's head with his hand And twists it to look at me And then twists it back And starts singing some more So it's a very visual bit And I'm just here explaining it Just so you don't get frustrated Because uh, that's all it is really it's, it's basically a lesson in patience For the audience but they seem to like it. Oh, and also, hopefully, there's uh, a little video that Dustin can post some of this bit, at least a p- piece of it. All right. Back to the show. Thanks. Porta, look at parte party. See, there's <laughs> a tanta, sing bambino. per a party. And a party. And a party. And Señor Bambino! ¡Hola! ¡Hola, señor Bambino! ¡Oh, más que
4: la calma, solo le alacas! ¡Oh,
5: que son Sí,
4: sí, vos, se me la cargó un fondo. ¿Portalo? Sí.
5: Eh, che se tonti Oh, come la teta, mozo, so porco porcione! Amore, te santa! <laughs> 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 Era cortando! Oh, patente!
7: Oh, 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 oh,
5: oh, 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 oh,
7: sì. sì. Uh, yeah. cui... oh idea, <laughs> Uh,
5: ya, yeah, yeah. sí, sí, sí. Mi, sí, mi, sí. mi, mi, dúo el hoyo de arena. Mi tres del hoyo de arena. <laughs> mi cuatro del hoyo
4: de arena. Mi cinco del hoyo de arena. <laughs> <laughs> mi
9: Seis.
5: El hoyo de arena?
4: Me... El hoyo... Me
5: arena? ocho el hoyo de arena. Señor bebino, hey, no, por no, 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 qué no,
4: no, 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 ¿Qué no, 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 no,
5: <laughs> ¿Para <Pero> qué hacer? ¡Me la
4: calas el morro! ¡Era por ser la <risa> mamá! ¡Era por ser la papá! ¡Era hasta le papi, un papino! ¡Va a ser la cara! ¡Se la colocó!
5: Però, che satoro
7: so no
5: tappara es <laughs> che satoro per che satoro che che oh sì sì, sì. ah aspero
4: <laughs> si, ro-
5: and I did that uh, in real uh, comedy clubs and two people screaming
4: speak English!
7: <laughs> Ready? Wow. Yeah. Back to the script. Okay, so this is
9: not going bad. No. I'm getting s- sad because this show is really good. <laughs> I am just making me sad because it's so fucking funny. I mean, it's all really good. One episode. Yeah.
10: Written for four months. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> right,
9: that's true. Yeah, working this this on the second word.
10: episode, and,
0: and it's a... all old material we rejected. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yeah, it's all reused. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, Where
7: are we? All right, so the, the, the bit is over. Song ends. Um, yeah, uh, it's uh, I, I guess try writing it. <laughs> <laughs> write it. Write write that. Uh,
0: yeah, we we have to submit. Yeah, something. but it says like a performance piece. You can't write that up. It's a bunch of gibberish. Yeah, the no
5: network thing. guys are gonna read it, and uh, you know it's a, uh, uh, you know what's funny about it. Yeah, it's
0: all
1: in the playing. It's not about like the reading it. <laughs> Mike purposely strides in and tacks an index card onto the idea board. It reads "nutrition store." He looks at them triumphantly. They look at each other quizzically. Wow. Theta, end of act. Good act.
5: Break. Break!
1: Wow, that is a <laughs> that's classic. Happened? Oh, that's happen? good. What happened to Senor Bambino?
4: <laughs> All right, backstory
1: sto- back on that
10: is um, <laughs> I was uh, brought in as a guest writer in 1996 for SNL for one, 96, 97, for one month. No, for one week. And God bless Steve Higgins, who was head writer, supervising producer at yeah, the time, So like, yes. like that. He was very nice. He goes, "Let's keep you." So he kept me for a month, and there was a GNC in the basement. And I was down in the GNC, and someone tried to sell me uh, uh, protein powder. And I am, I am Mike coming in and putting the card <laughs> oh. up, desperately trying to get something on the show.
5: I thought you were going to say the GNC guy was speaking in Spanish gibberish to you. <laughs> <laughs> Are we <you> ready? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Act three and two. I have to do another underwear break soon. <laughs> Now's the time. No.
1: Let's act three at. All right, act three, interior, airlock, daytime, Thursday. Robert is having a heated conversation with Anne, the network sensor. This is a little late
7: to change things, you know. Now,
3: I don't know what network you think you're writing for. This isn't cable.
7: Okay. <laughs> Go on. Okay. She goes for the script. Page one. Page one?
3: Yes. You can't say beep. Page 12. Cut the cockroach priest. I told you guys once. Page 26. You can't say beep. You can't say beep. You can't say dick.
7: What? That's the character's name.
3: Okay, okay, all right, all right. You can say dick, just capitalize it.
7: You never see it, they just say... Uh, the, the bald
1: shock boy runs by screaming with his penis on fire, pixelated out, and is not shocked.
3: <laughs> ah, it hit hot fire! I hope he's not doing that on the TV.
7: Uh, we'll capitalize it. <laughs> Interior, editing
1: suite. <clears throat> I didn't think that was going to get a laugh.
4: That's I don't a good think job. it
1: did Editing suite Scott and Steven are in the edit bay Building one of the show's segments Topical movie tone news Recent color footage of some sort of woman's rally Is being doctored Row after row of women holding hands marches by
0: Alright black and white Like ten seconds of this But you know let me get all kind of yellowy and old looking
1: Chuck ages the footage, then plays it back. Stephen hums old movie tone music as Scott narrates in a newsreel voice. Speaking of harassment, her ass meant a lot to President Clinton. Cut to the studio day. The actors are performing the sketch uh, GNC bit. They stand around for a moment as cameras are rearranged.
5: Okay, sorry, kids. Let's take it from bulk bars.
1: Bobby, the stage manager, starts positioning actors.
11: Okay, John, you're here, Timmy, Rhonda. Okay, in three, two... He points
10: to John Goodman, who approaches Timmy.
6: Bulk bars? Is there a foot locker around here?
10: Super deal on the bulk bars 50 for $400. Well, that's
6: eight bucks a bar.
10: True enough, Mr. Math, but you take these and you will gain weight. What are you, 170? I fluctuate. See, that's your problem. Empty calories. The calories in these bars have been individually hollowed out and then packed with weight with with a special time-release formula. Fires like a bullet into the heart of your muscle mass. It
12: wasn't written for John Goodman. It would have been good. Okay. You'll never lose this weight.
6: Do you take it?
12: No, I'm hypoglycemic. Hold on. This guy's waiting for his pollen. You're patient as hell, Bumble. John John Goodman grabs a container of powder, crosses to Rhonda. There you go, 100% organic shampoo.
3: Can I use this every day?
12: You can use it 50 times a day for all I care. All I know is this will give your hair sheen, manageability, and lean muscle mass.
3: What does that mean? It
12: means you're on your way to a bulkier head of hair.
3: Wait, this is a powder. Right,
12: you are. Plus, you toss in a blender with a banana and some milk. You got yourself a delicious high-calorie shake. Love to chatter. Got to make a special delivery of bee pollen ASAP. John Goodman
1: crosses to Tommy. Buzz, buzz, buzzy, you got your bee pollen. John Goodman grabs a huge container of powder off the shelf.
11: This is a weight-gaining powder. Yeah. I want
12: bee pollen. Bee pollen's not going to pack on the pounds like this miracle (laughs) formula. You know what? Forget it. I'm out of (laughs) here. Well, who's not afraid of a few LBs when you're dead? Don't come crying to me, saying I can't gain any weight. (laughs) This is your wake-up call, people.
1: How about you, college boy? You want to gain some weight?
5: Okay, that's great, fellas. Moving on to National Tobacco Association.
1: We see a flat entering with a National Tobacco Association logo on it. Jeff is off to the side, reading his script quietly to himself. He is dressed like an executive type.
7: Who's Jeff?
5: Light, fluffy, comfortable smoke, actually one of the healthiest things you could put into your lungs. I mean, people go on about cute little baby kittens, but try shoving one of them into your lungs.
1: He holds up an art card with a chart showing a cross-section of lungs with a cute little kitten nestled in them. Cut to Interior Office Day. Andrea, the plain, nervous accountant, is watching the end of the GNC bit on a monitor in her dark, cramped little office. On the monitor, we see the scene break up and the writers, actors, and tech people walk onto the set laughing and talking animatedly. The door opens and Leonard walks in. He drops a pile of papers on her desk. Hey, Andrea,
10: uh, could you have a minute? Could you get these expense reports done by tomorrow? Would that be cool? Uh, that's the whole staff. I'll be here till dawn. Okay, Great. Hey, you have a Coke? You want a Coke? I get you free Coke. We got free long distance. All the Xeroxing you want. I mean, within reason.
1: <laughs> and he's gone. We'll cue some music. Sad music starts. You want to do it or should I, Robbie?
8: You do it. Okay, I do it.
1: During a song, her small claustrophobic office magically transforms into the sprawling variety show, stagey replica of itself. <laughs>
5: this room. Alone, alone, like I've been pickled and jarred and preserved. I, I fucked up. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, but if I... Can you play it, Robbie? <laughs> oh, sure, let the genius do it. I Stuck in this room Alone, alone Like I've been pickled And jarred and preserved But if I complain Flush me down the damn drain Cause this is obviously What I deserve
1: We see three clothy background singers Appear and start harmonizing Ooh. With oohs and aahs A white velvet swing comes down Out of nowhere and sweeps her up She swings back and forth Ooh.
5: I've surely been wrong. Uh Not at all sweet. I've been Uh a miserable, horrible cat. Mm -hmm. Must have burn several bridges outside her office Marsh and George tombs are
1: looking over a script as George holds the very same three background singer clothies lifelessly in his hand we hear Andrea singing muffled inside her office there is no accompanying music and her voice is out of pitch and extremely grating Marsh and George try to ignore it as they continue with their business try and picture
5: me not singing well <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I got no music uh. As for special privileges When all along I've been so bad
1: Back in Andrea's office, uh, variety show version There were shirtless male clothy dancers Doing synchronized moves around her
5: So bite me off And chew me up Then swallow me right down Then point a gun right at your own stomach and blow me right out of time.
4: The lighting changes
1: and her office once again is transformed to its former dreary state. She sings this last verse sweetly and quietly. She accompanies herself on a computer on her computer keyboard. We hear a piano.
5: So here I am. Alone, alone. My social life's been put on reserve. But it's great that I'm very Solitary. For this is obviously what I deserve.
1: She plays a refrain on her keyboard. The haunting sounds of the piano slowly transform into the rhythmic clacking of Andrea typing. She sighs and continues working. Fade out. End of Act Three.
4: <laughs> oh, wait, We're halfway they're,
7: done, they're, people. We're halfway done. Act four? What show has ever had four
9: fucking acts? What movie or play know, or anything it's, in nothing the world? Written four acts. Oh, Those okay, words of your Hamlet, have have Hamlet been has it. five acts. All right. <laughs> are you comparing this to Hamlet? Really? Yes.
1: All right. Act four. Finally feel smart. Friday, night of show, fade in, interior sound booth. Jeff enters the VO booth. Scott and the sound man are on the other side of the glass. Jeff puts on the headphones. Okay, one take. Don't let me down. Uh, do I ever? Yep. Okay, watch this. One take will never... Uh, okay, watch this. Oh, one take never lets me down. Movie tone. All the footage described in the movie tone segment will be aged black and white, scratches, hairs, <laughs> various speeds. Up, open on a title card. News March. Emblem of the newsreel service. Music, tiny brass band.
7: News March marches on. Giving America the news it expects sex, 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 sex. Speaking of sex footage of Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. The president loves the ladies. Just because there's snow on the roof doesn't mean there's no fire down below. boy, Billy. Give Monica one for Uncle Sam. An aircraft carrier at sea. Speaking of semen stain, every seaman is staying on the USS Intrepid in the Gulf to keep an eye on Middle East madman. Hussein with weapon footage. Saddam Hussein, who's saying he's insane. Madeline Albright, who's all
1: right. Albright footage, split screen with Hussein. These two have got a date with destiny. Hope they're going Dutch. We cut to the sound booth. Scott has a little kid's cowboy hat in his head. He sways like he's riding a horse. Ride him one take. <laughs> Mo- Moving to our newsreel windmill footage, wooden shoes, tulips,
7: etc. Speaking of Dutch, there's still no news from Holland. What the heck? These people (laughs) just don't give an hamster damn, and I wouldn't give a hamster ham, damn it. (laughs) Footage of a man in in his pants. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, in fashion, pants are back. Now a boy with shorts on enters. And that's the long and the short of it until unto now. Oh, shit. Unto next week. Unto, wait. Wait, I'm sorry. Can I take that again? We cut to the sand booth. Scott
1: is wearing a small cowboy hat and weeping freely.
7: Oh, say it in so one take.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Robert Smigel, everybody. (laughs) Nobody does that like him.
1: Interior backstage. Louis C.K., the warm-up comedian.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Louis right here.
1: here. Louie picks up the food on the craft service table. Big time stand-up, Nat Dreisen, an actor, walks up grabbing a bagel and spreading some schmear on it.
9: Hey, Nat Dryson. Uh Louis C.K., I'm, I'm doing warm-up.
11: <laughs> you are? Cute. Uh, weren't you at uh, Madcaps yesterday?
9: Yeah. Hey, uh, you were great. I loved your how, how far can you go without actually robbing a bank Bit It really killed. <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks. Here's a nickel.
1: Matt <laughs> pats Louie on the cheek, walks away. Louis stares at him angrily. Anne turns to Louie.
3: That guy's a real ass. Bleep!
9: Always has been.
3: Hi, I'm Ann Billings. Standards and practices, you know, the censor.
9: Hey, if somebody said what you just said on TV, would you, would you uh, bleep the first or the second word?
3: Depends. A writer would probably bleep ass. I always bleep whole.
9: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Interesting. Bobby, the stage manager, walks up to Louie. Hey, Lou, you, you, you
9: ready? Yeah, you bet.
3: Hey, break a leg. Someday you'll be on the show like that Nat Dryson mother... Beep! Huh? Maybe. Feel good?
9: Yeah, I'm actually going to try some new material that I've never done before. Louis struts onto the stage. We cut to
1: the control room. Nat is with Marsh and all of his fluff. In the background, on a monitor, we see Louie warming up the crowd.
5: So have you done this stuff before?
1: Yeah, I just did it in Madcaps.
11: It's great. Ask your warm-up monkey.
5: <laughs> what do you got?
11: Uh, okay, uh, how about this? You know, I've always wondered, what if you walk into a bank and you have a gun and you pull it out? Uh-huh. Funny. That's, that's not the funny part. Whoops,
9: go on, go on. On stage. So you pull out the gun, and you go, <clears throat> All right, everybody, I, j- I got a gun. Nobody move. And then you just leave. Is that illegal? <laughs> audience laughs. <Then> maybe. <laughs> How far can you go before you're actually robbing the bank? Like, you go, Okay, put the money in the bag. All right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> More audience laughter. We cut to the control room. Marsh laughs.
4: <laughs>
1: see you ya, see ya later. Oh, man, that is funny. N- next.
11: You ever see somebody that you don't know again? Right, a guy I don't know. No, again. Like, it's a total stranger. You know, he keeps popping up in
1: your, in your, up
9: once in a while. We cut back to the stage. It's like God is running out of extras in the movie of your life.
1: <laughs> General laughter. We cut back to the control room. Marsh just stares at Matt. Hmm,
5: I don't know. Do people know what extras are?
9: Yeah, it always gets laughs.
5: You're the funny man. What else you got? Back on stage,
9: I like go to, I like to go to Kmart and stores like that because the variety is incredible. You can buy combinations of things that you can't buy anywhere else. I like to go in there and ask for like strange combinations like that worry them a little bit. Like, hi, I need a jar of mayonnaise and a stopwatch and a Bible, uh, and make them <laughs> and make them wondering
11: what you're doing with this stuff later. Like, I need a case of motor oil
9: and a Huffy ten speed
1: and a blonde wig. <laughs> Stone silence. Marsh and Nat stare at each other as if Marsh is waiting for more. Back on stage, the audience is laughing and Louis is standing center, smiling. We cut back to the control room. Silence. Nat and Marsh still staring. It is awkward. We still see Louie in the monitor getting a standing ovation. (laughs) Cut back to the stage. Audience audience is howling. Louis seems to shine. Cut back to the control room. Silent stairs. Cut back to the stage.
9: The laughter has grown into applause. Thank you. Thank you very much. These jokes would never kill this heart. Okay, it's going to be a great show. Keep that energy up.
1: That's great. We cut back to the control room. Marsh is nodding.
5: Okay, uh, you're done. That's just great. Um... You're, you're really gonna have a great set. It's, uh, it's fresh, it's new.
1: Okay, all right, don't jinx me. On stage, Louis is basking in his success. The audience is cheering and laughing so hard that Louie is actually leaning against it like a gale force wind. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> that, That's gotta be a Stephen line.
5: <laughs> that's, a, that's a Stephen uh, Colbert line, the gale force wind.
1: <laughs> We cut back to the uh, interior dressing room hallway. Jeff, half dressed up as the Earth, is talking through the door of the dressing
7: room that he and Rhonda share. Rhonda, you have to open the door.
3: Why, I have nothing in this show tonight. The writers don't even know how to write for women. Every woman they write is a crazy basket case.
7: Leonard comes up cheerfully. (laughs) Hey, five minutes, folks. She won't come out, and I can't get my northern hemisphere. Jeff waddles off, and all
1: the backstage action slams into super high-speed blur, except Leonard, who is suddenly in a deep panic. He looks at his watch. And as the minute hand is spinning like a... uh, uh, Sorry, and the minute hand is spinning like a saw blade. He speaks through the door. Uh, Rhonda, could you come out? Is that cool? I mean, would
10: that be fair? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're live, and you know, hey, this could be a big show for you.
1: You know, I think... I think Norm is going to make a movie out of Lady Lardass. Suddenly, all movement stops, and everyone stares at Leonard in shock and dismay. He quickly shakes his head at the crowd, and they erupt back into their blinding speed. We start to slowly truck close into Rhonda's door. A guitar slowly starts to play. We hear Sheryl Crow start to sing, accompanying herself on the acoustic guitar. Pan to reveal Sheryl... Serenading Rhonda's door here. We have an opportunity for Cheryl to do an entire song. Okay. Yeah, good luck <laughs> Maybe a cover of dear prudence dear or one of her own
10: prudence, Won't you come out to play
1: <laughs> Other people stand around in the background enjoying the private concert Rhonda steps out of her dressing room when the song is over Everyone applauds Rhonda goes and gives Cheryl a big hug and heads off to makeup. Jeff ambles up to Cheryl still in costume Wow, that was amazing I don't know how to
7: thank you.
3: Hey, no problem. Glad I could help. Je- <laughs>
7: Jeff gazes at Cheryl a little too long. Uh, can I take you to
1: dinner sometime? Cheryl just stares at Bobby the stage manager. Stares as Bobby the stage manager runs up to Jeff.
11: Let's go, Jeff. Show starts in 30 seconds.
1: Jeff waddles towards the stage, squeezing himself into his northern hemisphere. <laughs> we cut to opening a special effects extravaganza where the skin melts off the face of each cast member (laughs) member leaving only a skull as the announcer reads off the name of the next cast member new skin magically splats onto the skull revealing the next cast member when the clothies clothies are introduced their skin melts off revealing a hand skeleton cut to interior control room everyone in the control room watches the opening in silent horror (laughs) finally a disturbed marsh speaks uh, does the opening seem a
5: little darker this season? <laughs>
1: Nobody responds. New credits end, and John Goodman comes out on stage. Hey, welcome to Sometimes Live. We're gonna got a great
10: show. Cheryl Crow's gonna be here. Big applause. Fade out. End of Act Four.
1: You know, oh, oh, oh hey. me undies. So close. There, oh, oh. There, there's a tag. <laughs> as, there's, as if that wasn't enough. There's a, there's a, there's a one, there's a one a half a page tag here. It's called Cold Tag. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Do you need
10: to
7: do a commercial before the turn?
1: Okay. I think we've talked enough about undies at this point, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. MeUndies.com slash Skull Juice, 20% off, like them, pooping them, do what you like. They're great. All right, we fade in. Interior. Corey's apartment. Nighttime. Corey, the GNC guy, is waxing his chest in the mirror. We see the nutrition scene starting in the background. Corey peels off a long piece of wax.
12: All right, all right. Now we have an unrestricted view of the bulk.
1: <laughs> what the? Oh, come on! That scrawny little. Goodman gets a huge <laughs> laugh. Corey stands there in his underwear with hot wax hardening on his chest. A single tear runs down his cheek. Fade out. Oh my God! The
8: that's show. It.
5: folks, everyone. Michael Stoina. Scott Absinthe. Robert Smigel, Stephen Colbert, Louis C.K. The beautiful. You you, you do one. Tina Fey. Andy Dick and me. Sorry it took so long, but they were great. And uh, I think you have more scripts. Uh, you have more versions of this, Steven, don't you? There are so many more versions. Okay, you guys wanna stick around?
10: I question, <laughs> I mean, obviously and, we're gonna do it tonight, but I question whether this is the final version of the script because there yeah. was a whole other version of it where there was a Chevy Chase character.
5: Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we
0: created left, a character where, the, uh, like Chevy left. Chase, he's, he's uh, had a film career that was very successful and now not so much. So he's come back to the show kind of as a conquering hero slumping back into a show.
5: Yeah. We'll have Dan Harmon come out and do that part. Yeah. His name is Dunstan. And, Dunstan. and Jeff Davis, reading stage direction. Thanks for coming out. Does anybody want to say anything else? I don't know.
3: I just want to give you guys some network notes.
4: <laughs>
3: um, hey, guys! Thank you so much for this great pilot. Um. One time I was getting network notes on an episode of Dirty Rock, and the lady, who was a very nice lady, um, she would always start by going, hey, guys. And then one time in the middle of the notes, she short-circuited and she re hey guys." She was like, thank you. And on, on like, page 15, um, hey, guys.
10: (laughs) I once got notes on a pilot where we had written somebody, uh, we'd written two guys who actually... Uh, just had, they had been interns and their door said development and the development director of this network that we were writing the pilot about had been fired and so whoever ran the network said, okay, you're the new development people and so they were made the new development people and this was at VH1 and we wrote this pilot and we handed it to the director of development for VH1 and the guy said, you know my story? I said, what? And I said, I had worked on the Woodstock uh, like reboot in 94, and I came here, and I was just working on my resume in the room over here, and it said development on the outside. The <laughs> development director was fired, and I was made head of development for VH1. <laughs> nice. And then he said, so here are my notes.
11: <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
10: I have, a, I have a writer's
11: story. I once bench pressed 220 pounds. Okay. <laughs> a lot of weight. I'm a, I'm a small man.
7: I think Michael deserves a lot of credit for staying through the show and not going to the gym. I think he a round of applause just yeah. for being here. Just a real opportunity. So, Dino, why didn't they make this pilot? Um,
5: <laughs>
10: You're the head writer. Yeah. Really, uh, why? Why? Why uh,
4: didn't
10: I don't know.
5: Well, why didn't they?
10: Do you remember how what happened? No, do you? Nothing happened. I remember that we did a reading for everything. Oh, right. like at yeah, Chateau Marmont. Right, right. That's
5: right. But I, I don't remember it going badly, do you? No, it we went very we well. And then they made it. us leave the
10: room, yeah. and then they came back in, and then Barry said to us, okay, Barry Levinson said, okay, they're going to do what's called a test pilot, which is not a fully produced pilot, and we'll see what happens from there. And he said, I don't want to do that, so we're not going to oh, do right. it. Oh,
3: right. Ugh.
10: He wanted, like, full pilot or nothing. And we went, can't you do the shitty pilot? Because we are on a, we're all
5: on unemployed. <laughs> we're <voice."> starving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, that's, and that Charlie was the end Cuffman, of the story. Charlie Kaufman actually came in and, because uh, he read the script. And he really liked it. And he was, uh, he was defending the script to Barry. I don't know if you guys remember that. No. And, uh, yeah, he you said, you, you guys got to do this. It's got to be less uh, like, you know, uh, like a variety show and more like SNL.
11: <laughs> but then, wow! Then you did it. Stunned silence.
3: <laughs> when you saw Studio 60, we were like, "What
5: the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, didn't that come out at the same time as Thirty Bef- Rock? Like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday before. Yeah. Yeah. Same month. Yeah. But you know what?
0: I remember hearing that at the same time we were developing this, Paul Rubens and Ellen DeGeneres were developing the same
9: concept. Right. Yeah. Didn't yeah. uh, but they did it. Uh, one, Andrea Martin and some other people had this a show like this. It was terrible, but it was like Marty
7: Short did. Yeah, it was like a backstage, uh, backstage, like right. a Dick Van Dyke yeah, kind of yeah. version. Jan Hooks was
3: yeah. his right. wife, yeah.
9: TV wife. That sounds amazing. a real life wife. Was, so. Yeah, this was a million times better than that. <laughs> it was. But
3: there's so much TV now, you guys, and I am developing new content for FreshDirect.com.
4: <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> Wow. And I feel like this is something like if people buy like a turkey that's bigger than a four, five pound turkey then they right. get to see an episode of the show. Yeah.
10: You are definitely going to be hearing from them, Tina. <laughs> who was the guy who came in once a week and just smoked pot? Brent Forrester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a nice guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, was, they didn't, they were didn't have faith in us had evidently because they brought in Brent Forrester once a week to just smoke pot and say, this yeah. is funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He runs that show, Love, on Netflix. Judd's show, Love. Yeah. He was a nice best. guy. He was very funny. Yeah. yeah. Nice. yeah. Very high. We're friends. Also.
5: All right, thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Grand Forrest.
7: Always good. What?
4: Like, just eight, verses, eight verses at my, in my home, at eight amazing. Audio.
12: Hey, everybody. This is Kyle, the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where I have comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we read them in studio. This is a clip from Top Gun, which was rewritten and never seen by comedian Caleb Sinon. I think you're really going to like it.
8: Check it out. All right, interior. This this movie takes place inside. <laughs> <laughs> interior. The army. I, th- I I don't know if that's what. I think the Ar- never put a question mark uh, yeah, in the location. it says interior. The <laughs> army. I think the army. Daytime. That's when most of the army. All right. Tom Cruise walks into a big army building. <laughs> There's flags and army men and manila folders that say top secret on them. It's the goddamn army, that's for sure. Tom Cruise walks to the army man break room and kicks in the door. Tom Cruise.
12: I'm fucking Tom Cruise.
8: <laughs> a general with a general hat comes over to Tom Cruise. He's got a cigar in his mouth and he's a grizzled man. He's been a general for 50 years and he don't take guff from nobody, especially pretty boys like you. Look here, I'm a general. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have introduced the. Ca- I wouldn't have made us say what characters we were if I knew the first line yeah. everyone had was their name. <laughs> I also love that it's the army. I mean, like even if you haven't seen the movie, you know it's about planes. Yeah. right? Yeah, it's the air force for sure. All right, all right, all right. So Why didn't it say top the... air force or top plane? <laughs> lead in, lead back in. Call it... it plane. Give us it, <clears throat> especially pretty boys. He's a general for fifty years, and he don't take guff from nobody, especially pretty boys like you. Look here, I'm a general. <laughs> I got a cigar, and I'm grizzled. I've been a general for fifty years, and I don't take guff from pretty boys like you. Wow, <laughs> I feel like I know a. A lot about your character already. Shut up! There's more. <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't care who the hell you are. This is the army. You can't say fuck. When you say fuck, we say hell. <laughs> Hi. <high.
4: laughs>
8: the general and Tom Cruise stare at each other for a beat, and then both burst out laughing. <laughs> okay. I think I'm gonna like it here. The general and Tom Cruise do a cool very loud handshake and the camera zooms in on their gigantic veiny biceps. Welcome to the danger zone, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, exterior. <laughs> we went out we're outside now. On the beach, daytime tom cruise and kenny loggins <laughs> are walking down the beach they're shirtless they got hairy chests they don't have erections but everybody else does <laughs> even babies that's right these dudes are hot anyway there's a uh, bunch of army men around it's, yeah and- it's the first time it's ever been appropriate for the directions to say anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway there's a bunch of army men around and the general's there too
1: pros lowes wants to help you keep working
7: That's why we're open for Pro Business Hours, 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can
1: count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a
8: trip by shopping Lowe'sForPros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready.